right, Brent, so I've been bringing up questions for us to start the show sometimes. I feel like that's been a good run, so I'm going to keep it going for right now, at least yes. during these uh, Dennis' favorite episodes. Uh, <laughs> keep that going. So Drill, baby, drill. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two questions, actually. I don't know which one's better. Uh, okay. Maybe we'll save one. Maybe we'll do both. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. It could just fall flat. Um, but last week we talked about uh, if you could erase any movie or TV show from your brain, you wanted to like rewatch for the first time. What, what would that be? Would that be worth it? You know, like yeah. if, if you erase scream for me, you know, it would release all the nostalgia and all the times I've watched it. So would that even be beneficial? But that mm-hmm. got me thinking of the other coin, the other side of that coin, which is if you were only allowed to watch one TV show or movie, or maybe both, you get one TV show, one movie. Okay. And you couldn't watch anything else ever again. What would that be? Because mm-hmm. the same kind of caveats are in place. Like, oh, I love Scream, but would Scream be my choice then? Would I want, I don't know, like, would I get sick of it eventually? You have mm-hmm. to imagine you'd get sick of something, but also it, you'll never get to watch anything else again. So it might as well be a favorite. Yeah. Either way, you're probably going to ruin something. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been trying to think of my choice. I haven't really picked it out yet. But I was curious for you, if you had one TV show or one movie or, or, or both uh, that you would pick if you could only do one. Yeah, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, I so I, I figure I'll do one TV show, one movie. I think that's right? a good, good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for for variety's sake. Um, I So on the movie, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do I have to watch this in regular like increments? Is there Ooh. like a timeline for me doing this? Or can I like watch it once every like five years or something i suppose yeah it's up to you you're just only allowed to do one yeah that's a good okay. point so you don't if have I any watch, schedule yeah if i watch a movie i can only watch this yeah this thing okay and it's on vhs oh fuck yeah so you kind of want to spread because i was leaning one one way <laughs> oh, yeah. and this is this is 100 i'm going with the 1990 teenage mutant ninja turtles movie if you're Excellent. kicking off the experience with that yeah. pizza hut commercial oh. with them like playing baseball a sport you, you and I are both uh, tangentially aware of. Yeah. Uh, but I love that commercial so much. Oh my God, it cracks yeah. me up that the VHS copy of that begins with a Pizza Hut commercial, yet the <laughs> delivery driver in the movie itself is Domino's. Like, okay. They really mm. just half-assed uh, product placement and any kind of like advertising mm-hmm. campaigns back in the 90s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, but, it's pizza, that's fine. Pizza yeah. Hut, cool. Money, <laughs> got it. Yep. Uh, but I just have such massive nostalgia for that movie. That's a good one. Um, I think that's, uh, uh, I know we did a, like year one of Veltas, we did a, like our top three favorite or like our favorites or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, I erroneously did not have, uh, that nineties Ninja Turtle oh, movie wow. in my list, but I, I would say this is a top three movie for me. And I'm going to put that one in there just because of the, uh, nostalgia factor. I think, Absolutely. Uh, it, it looks, it looks great. Um, and, uh, it has all four things I like, uh, which is four different colored Ninja Turtles in it. So <laughs> that's cool. It works out for me. It's perfect. That is great. That's a, a super good choice for you specifically, mm-hmm. but I would, that's a great one for me that you got me mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Because all it's the like, nostalgia, you get to like relive yeah. that, you know, I watch that every like three years, let's say. And Man, I probably watch it more than that. I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, I know you would. I would. I would. But you would you would like start it and then half an hour in you would pull like it would be on your TV <laughs> then you'd like pull it up on your phone and like start it again thirty minutes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know in VHS days they didn't have commentary, but if they had any other special features on there too, that'd be you could extend that out, I guess, depending on the uh, the medium and the mm-hmm. the time you have. 
but it, yeah. that's a good one, man. Good call. Also, a TV show. Do you have one in mind for that too? TV show. Oh boy, that one's gonna be a little tougher. So I, I feel like I'm going to want something different from that, right? Uh-huh. So, so I have uh, some variety in there. Um, I want something. Boy, this is mm-hmm. this is a this is a tough one. Um, the TV show's kind of. Oh, hello. What that happened? was weird. My screensaver popped up. I. I've never seen it before. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> I was like, uh. Your computer is like, nah, he doesn't. Nah, We're bro. not doing this again. We're not recording. I, Another Sunday? Yeah, working okay. I know. It's like, seriously, bro, you got to stop this. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got it, man. I get you. I'm going to try to turn this off and not be super, super loud, but my apologies. No. Is it still recording? It's still recording. Okay, that's good. Uh, I just don't know why. Uh, start after never. Never. Got it. All right. <laughs> I changed it in the settings. Oh, okay. No screensaver for me. Okay. That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen a screensaver on my Mac before. It just, like, the screen goes, like, dims black. Yeah, apparently that was on there. It's set after 20 minutes, and I hadn't touched my mouse or whatever. But I'm like, that happens all the time when we record. And I've never seen it before, so I'm like, what happened? It's like the 90s came back. They were like, I heard you're talking about Ninja Turtles. You want a screensaver? I'm like, no, man. Not even a Ninja Turtles one. Thank you. Hello, Steven. I am just trying to help. Is this what you want? I will be a screensaver in the middle of your record. That's fine by me. You Mm -hmm. know, friends want to come out of my computer screen and take over my life. I get it. Just give me some time to record my other friend, you know? Steven, I have controversial opinion on Russia. Are you ready to hear it? <laughs> nope. Press any key to hear my controversial opinion no. about Russia. Nope. Escape. Press, press any key to Escape. hear Joe Escape. Rogan's controversial opinion oh, no. about <laughs> Russia. <laughs> this is actually pretty great because I've been watching war games a lot lately. Because it's oh, yeah? comforting to watch uh, old Cold War you know, potential nuclear disasters with Russia. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes me comforted now with actual scary stuff going on. And you sound pretty good for a computer. <laughs> I gotta say, I've been hearing one a lot lately. You're not that computer, but you're a good computer. It's good like at computer. the beginning at the beginning of COVID, people would watch Contagion, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it seems a little little too close for comfort, you know? I, I watched that movie so many times during the pandemic because yeah. it's like watching someone else's catastrophe. Watching mm-hmm. the apocalypse for someone else, for some reason, it's comforting for my apocalypse. I don't know yeah. why. Even though it's the same general thing. And that one was, like, really close to home with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very yeah. similar to what we were going through. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, something about it, I was like, I don't know. It's kind of comforting <laughs> to be like, these people are really fucked. We're only kind of fucked, you know? Yeah. They literally, like, couldn't go out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I do that sometimes. I like to watch disasters that are not my disaster, and it helps. Mm-hmm. I know. I keep waiting for them to resuscitate dinosaurs, and I'm just going to be watching Jurassic oh. Park slash World the entire yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually dinosaurs in the world, and you're like, ah, I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of scary out there. I'm just going to watch these movies, pretend mm-hmm. I have the dinosaur world like I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, in reality, not great. They did eat my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she was looking extra juicy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, so, uh, TV show. TV show that I would TV want show. to watch. Um, man, I feel like I want a long-running sitcom mm-hmm. of some sort. That way I've got plenty of episodes to uh, to go through. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure what that what that would be, you know? I know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... I think for TV show... Movie is tougher for me because 
like scream is a good option for me but i don't want to get i don't know like you're you're never going to watch anything else so you might as well pick a favorite like i said but i also don't want to get burned down on it i feel mm-hmm. like i would rewatch a lot of anything that i had i don't think i would be able to wait like three years in between unless i really got sick of it mm-hmm. uh and it'd be kind of fun to break something down but uh the first one that popped in my head we talked about it a lot for tv shows is veronica mars because mm-hmm. i have watched that show a bunch of times and it's always interesting like i i think a, a long-running sitcom is totally good you'd have a lot more time to get through and mm-hmm. a lot of variety and it'd be funny but um something mysterious would be great too like i like the mystery of those shows even though i yeah. know what they are they're fun to like still relive so mm-hmm. i think v mars i would take with me would you try to sneak in the veronica mars movie and just watch it like 44 minutes at uh-huh. a time i <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, and I'll tell you why. Because I also remember they had that revival series. I, I, I in my head, I was thinking the first three, you know, seasons mm-hmm. uh, that originally came out. But then they have that revival, which would also be included in my TV show. But without the movie in the middle, you're kind of losing a lot of the threads. So I feel mm-hmm. like uh, I think you have to uh, yeah. allow me to have the movie in there as part of the TV viewing, as long as it's split up. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a hard stop. It could be like mid syllable and then like it just shuts off. The, the VHS does? the VHS oh. of that movie shuts off. So it's like I only get partial credit, but I also like get to watch the movie sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with that. I accept yeah. that. Um I, I it, live with my fate. It's it's gonna be like the Titanic VHS where it's split into two Oh. separate cassettes <laughs> but i've so, lost the second one <laughs> <laughs> no you can still watch it okay, except good. it's just you have to like get up and change it out oh so you get, worst nightmare mm-hmm, i, I didn't know think about that mm-hmm. plus can you imagine like tv shows like became super popular like for home viewing by like tv on dvd and then can you imagine like there's like box sets of those that were huge but like tv yeah. on vhs would be ginormous. <laughs> like the Friends series, 10 seasons on VHS. Oh, be a steamer trunk. They could fit like, what, four episodes? Mm-hmm. And a tape or something? If that. Oh my God, that would take forever. Simpsons, mm-hmm. good God. Oh, to, like, oh you know what? Steven, Simpsons. I feel like Simpsons. Yeah. Good call, I gotta go man. Simpsons. Yeah, good, good fucking call. I will watch that for 1,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, you're, if you want variety... Mm-hmm. That is a good show to put on, like mm-hmm. to have if it's the only thing you could have. You're going to get a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Yeah. I like comedy. I, I yeah. uh, love animation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've heard that the more recent seasons uh, people don't like as much. But I feel like The Simpsons being around as long as it has, I feel like uh, it's kind of like um, like an SNL cast. Like who's yep. your SNL cast? You know, it's like whoever you uh, grew up with or whatever mm-hmm, you watched sure. in your adolescence is, is your cast or whatever same thing with like who's your batman you know who's your daddy you know sometimes you just don't know you don't know you don't know um but i feel like depending on when you like jump into the the simpsons that's uh-huh. going to um you're gonna have reverence for that yeah but uh at this point in my life i've uh for the duration of However many, we're like in the 30s or some shit like that, right? Our 30s? Yeah, something we're seasons? 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. I know that. I yeah, that. they followed us pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's like 30 something seasons I of feel like The Simpsons. Be, yeah. And uh, I've not seen most of those at this point in my life. So you'd have a lot to look forward to even. A lot to look forward to. A lot to um, a lot of this nostalgia, but a lot of uh-huh. new stuff. So it's kind of a best of both worlds. They're continuing to make this show. Um, oh, so you have you keep getting VHS tapes in the future. Yes. Yeah. They get mailed to me. That's pretty great. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they get they get mailed to me, but as punishment for this excellent option, I do have to rewind the tapes before I can watch them uh, the first time. You know? Do you have a race car rewinder though? Uh, it's not a it's not a race car. It's a toaster that looks exactly like the toaster I have in my house, and I just have to like I I gotta roll the dice. Am I is am I making am I burning up this tape or am I rewinding it? You know. I also like, by the way, because I was looking it up, there are 33 seasons of mm. uh, The Simpsons. And I was thinking about it. <gasps> a Jesus just, worth. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I think it was like uh, 89, you know, that that came out. And so you've chosen an 89 TV show and a mm. 90 movie, 1990 movie. Well, I'm a, I'm a. You like that era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know, there's uh, lean into it, man. That's when, fine. when you're when you're living this life of hard variation, you know, going oh, yeah. all the way from the 80s to the 90s. Oh yeah, within That's one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, that sounds a lot. Choices, though. Mm-hmm. What about you? What was your What was your movie? You said I, Veronica Mars, and then your. Yeah, I mean it's hard because it's like Scream. We're talking about it a lot. I I really am. I love it. I always have, but I'm really loving it right now. And so mm-hmm. it's like that's in my head for sure. Um, some other ones like Monster Squad, although I count it as one of my favorite movies and I've seen it a bunch. I don't know that it'd be like the only movie I want to see. And so that one's kind of tough. So um, I think the obvious choice is Showgirls. Obviously. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. go out there and um, be able to to look at um, the good acting. Oh, my like God. Kyle McLaughlin in it, you know. Yeah, that, um, that would be nice uh, to have that pool thrashing scene. Where she's yeah. laying on her back and thrashing around. Oh, yeah. Man, I forgot about that. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Now, now I'm changing my mind because there's a movie that came out between Scream and Scream 2 called Wild Things. Oh, yeah. So now I'm Dave Campbell Wild was Things. in that one too, right? That's exactly. She filmed mm-hmm. it in between the two movies. Even though this came out like a year after Scream, she filmed mm-hmm. another movie in between that. Crazy. While also doing Party of Five? While also doing Party of Five. Damn. She was busy. Yeah. She's on a lot of cocaine, I imagine. <laughs> allegedly allegedly just throw everyone relax god damn um she was yeah. doing heavy drugs well mm-hmm. i'm so excited you know mm-hmm. yeah knows? um but yeah I, I don't know i'm gonna say scream for now because it, it is something that i would i would be able to rewatch and it's another mystery thing to rewatch mm-hmm. um so you went you went not comedy heavy mm-hmm. on yours but uh lighter I yeah. went heavier mystery fueled things yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say that's my choice. Well, that's good. Uh, those are good options all around. And for we for the, the listeners. Yeah, yeah we're the, unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, uh, let us know what you would pick. Oh, yeah. Very difficult decisions, you know, probably the hardiest, hardiest, hardest decisions we'll ever have to make. You know, you can do the Hardy Boys. You do the Hardy. Uh, Is mm-hmm. there a TV show or something? I guess I don't. You're like we are not talking about books right now. Steven. Yeah, I, I, that's that was my initial uh-huh. groan. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, gross. <laughs> gross. I, I know I like to, you know, I was trying to yes and, but I was like, ooh. You're like, oh, but do I have to? Mm. 
You're like, you're I like, like okay, you're okay, like, no Hardy books. Boys. How about Boxcar Children? <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> well, I think this is good. Yeah, good fun topic, and I would love yeah. to know what other people would choose for that as well. It's always fun to like have those what if scenarios, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into this. Wait, is, is the Watcher part of that equation as well? Um, the what though? The Watcher from What If? The yes. Disney Plus Marvel show. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything, but he's behind me right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's been here the whole time, guys. Uh huh. And I'll be honest, questions. His his hands have been tucked into his pant line for quite some time. He's been doing the Raphael. He's <laughs> the theater. He's, he's dressed in a trench coat <laughs> and oh, a giant man. ass fucking fedora, but it's still way too small for his head. It's giant for us, very tiny for him. You know, man. It's, it's like a, a leprechaun's hat. The leprechaun's hat. That's what he mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. His, yeah. You know. His schmeckle, yeah. His, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. how to say it. You brought it out there. I am Watu the Watcher. <laughs> Look at my schmeckle. No, I don't want to. Look at it. No. Look at it. Snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, you said the magic phrase? <laughs> <laughs> he drops nut and then leaves. <laughs> Oh damn! He had a very, oh, yeah. very specific wow. key. Yeah, interesting fellow. Anyway, uh, so on that note, <laughs> on we're that doing note. it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent, <laughs> and welcome. To Let's talk about stuff. Hi, Woo. we Man. did it. Mm-hmm. This this show's already off the rails, but I'm having such a good good time with you, sir. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. I stu- stumbled through that. I got so excited at the end. Oh my god! I know he, he's on those Jesse drugs. Oh, <laughs> what did she so take in Saved by the Bell? What was that? It was. Like caffeine pills or some shit? Yeah, it was like diet pills. I don't know. I feel diet like pills. In the 90s, mm-hmm. it felt like diet pills were everywhere. And I was young, so I, I didn't actually know the adult world. But it seemed like they were like a really common problem. Or like also that they were like, oh, this is totally fine. These are sold everywhere. Don't get mm-hmm. addicted to them. But you can just diet on them. I don't know. It felt like quicksand. It was like one of those things that I I, I felt was going to be around a lot more in my adult life. And I'm like, what the fuck are diet pills? Where are these? What, did that go away in the 90s? Is that what happened? Can we talk about quicksand real quick? Absolutely. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's yeah. there in the title. Uh, so on, <laughs> on quicksand. form quicksand talk. <laughs> yeah. um, that's against quicksand's brand. So no. Uh, but quicksand, like. I feel like I've learned enough from movies that if I did fall into quicksand, I could survive it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I might be able to yeah. to wiggle my way out of it. I feel like there's a 60-40 chance I would survive Ooh, I like quicksand. That. Yeah. I keep myself um, that chance, too, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I'm in quicksand. Don't panic is number one. Number two. Don't go number one. Don't go number <laughs> one. Number three, go number two if you can. If you can. First of all, who's going to know? Secondly, it might push you up out of the sand, you know? You're displacing yourself. The force. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Good for yourself. Yeah. Did you eat a lot of fiber earlier Mm -hmm. in the day? Go number two. That's rule number three. (laughs) Rule number four. (laughs) Is spread yourself out as wide as you can. Uh You know, cover as much surface area. Number five. Slowly, like, drag yourself onto the surface of the quicksand to freedom. Mm-hmm. Number six, befriend the wildlife that's around you, I guess. Oh, I, yeah. know. I imagine there's, like, tigers and elephants and, um... Ants? Uh, ants, yeah. The movie Ants. It's playing on VHS. Uh-huh. Just right out of your view. Yeah. But you're like, is that the movie? Is that a bug's life? No, wait. It's it not? came out around seven. It's, it's ants is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it looks shittier. But 
But is, is it good? I don't know. Oh wait, is it good though? I, I don't talk know. About that this is a good point. question. I have not. Uh, I, I saw the movie back in the day, like know, when right? it came out, long time but then, ago. Then it's just just been like a bug's life ever since. I'm like, well, why do I need this? I don't. Yeah. You know, it's a hard bug's life for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. No, it's oh, ants. Okay. It's ants. <laughs> ants. 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 <laughs> good joke, Stephen. Good joke. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> what about B movie? Get out of here, Jerry. Um, were, were, were we in the middle of something? I don't know. Yeah, I guess doing the show. I know. Yeah, we're already there. <laughs> um, so I, I have a lot to say today about our main topic, Scream 2. I'm very yes. excited, obviously, about this entire franchise. And uh, we're going to continue on with our Scream March. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought maybe you had some other things you wanted to bring up, little mini topics and such. Uh, what do you got today, Brent? I do. Uh, I, I do have one grievance before I get into, like, actual, oh, yeah. like, pop culture that I've I've enjoyed. Um <sighs> So I've I've I know this is out there and people talk about like uh, journalism when it comes to um, pop culture and like mm-hmm. and not necessarily a, a review. But uh, there's a, a show that my wife and I enjoy called Impractical Jokers. I've talked about it uh, on the show before, yeah. but it's on True TV. It's a hidden camera prank show. Uh, it's like four uh, very plain looking dudes who are the titular jokers and they go out in public and um they they interact with with the public and antics ensue and all this stuff mm-hmm. so, like we all understand the the concept of a hidden camera like prank yeah. show right they're not necessarily pranking the people but they are interacting with people and uh, uh it's a, a lot of like improv comedy mm-hmm. in there sure. so i i enjoy it very much um one of those hosts is leaving the show due to like personal family reasons, which mm-hmm. is like totally fine. I understand, but I came across this article on CBR.com, which mm-hmm. is a, a nerd website I frequent, and I came across this article that says Jamila Jamil is the perfect impractical Joker's replacement <laughs> for Joe Gatto. Joe Gatto is the uh, the host that's leaving. Um, I would, if you had said that they were going to replace her or replace him with someone, and this mm-hmm. article was going to give you an option. That would not have been like she's funny um, and stuff, but like I would have been like, "What?" That makes can, no sense to me. Can I uh, can I ex- explain their reasoning? Oh yeah, please. for why she's chosen. So she was on an episode of Impractical Jokers, maybe a, a season or two ago. She okay. like uh, stepped in as like a she didn't replace one of the the hosts, but she was brought in as like a uh, a surprise. Uh, addition mm-hmm. to one of the uh, the scenarios they were running, she played one of their uh, their wives in the the scenario and just kind of like made it more difficult for them to like complete the task or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but she also is the host of a show on uh, I think it's like TBS or whatever oh, called okay. Misery Index, which has her as the host and the four impractical jokers as uh, uh, they're they're on the show as well. Um, it's it's like a like a I've game show type of thing <laughs> yeah. where uh, they have two contestants. Um, uh, each contestant gets two jokers uh, on their team, and then they like show these videos or talk about these different scenarios, and they have to rate like which scenario is more miserable. Oh, anyway, okay. so they have that connection with Jamila Jamil. The problem with this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that it's a hidden camera prank <laughs> show. Uh-huh. And Jamila Jamil is a famous person. Uh-huh. So, it's going to make it a little difficult. Yeah. And in the article, the writer notes that 
she is, uh, let's see, uh, is a comedian and actress in her own right, about to be seen in the upcoming Disney Plus Marvel series, She-Hulk. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, though. Didn't yeah. Beyond that, uh, she's like a tall, gorgeous, right. like English lady with brown skin so definitely stands out from like the normal the, yeah. crowd of people they interact with <laughs> and then she has like a very like specific look to her she was on the good place which was a right. fairly Huge popular show, show. Yeah, i would say she, and i've seen her in like a couple of other things here and there but like that's not that's like the opposite of what you want you want somebody who looks very like plain for that type of yeah. show and uh like even even with the the writer of the article noting that she is already famous, <laughs> he he never connects the dots of like, oh, that wouldn't be good for this thing where you have to like well, hide. That'd be like if you like if Tom Cruise came up to you, it was like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm listening to the song on this iPod. Could you could you tell me what this is? And he just like shouts made up lyrics at you or whatever. And like, then you're Tom, like, what? you're Tom. Yeah, is what this are you a doing Scientology here? thing? Am I being yeah. inducted? Are you are you going clear right now, dude? <laughs> yeah. How clear are you? Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I think I said inducted too. I mean, like indoctrinated. But either way, Tom Cruise I mean, wouldn't work. Jimmy no. Mill won't work. No. What if she wore a mustache though? Oh fuck! I didn't think about. Oh, you know what? I didn't scroll far enough you down to the bottom. The, I only read the, the headline, and that's, that's the right. issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. If she wears a mustache, it would all be good because she is famous, and that would disguise her fame. Mm-hmm. She would essentially be Clark Kenting it. This article has been written by me, the writer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's right at the end. You, got, you know what? You're not I used to reading. You yeah. got to finish, usually, yeah. to know. Um, I, I will say that, like, not knowing... I don't really watch that show, and then not mm-hmm. knowing... Uh, that there was any connection between them at all, especially like this whole game show that they were. I was like, when you said her name, I, it was <laughs> like I said, like the last name I would ever imagine to put together with mm-hmm. those guys or with practical jokes and everything mm-hmm. to have her or whatever. Uh, but actually, I get that there's at least some connection there. Yeah. That I thought it was fully just like, this is fucked up. This is weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that it would really work either, like you're saying. Like, yeah, just because she has a connection with them doesn't mean mm-hmm. she's going to be the next host, you know? And I think the what the writer of the article was meaning, I think like their heart was going toward it doesn't have to be another schlubby mm-hmm. white guy. It yeah. could be a woman. It could be a woman of color. But the caveat should always be they should not be a famous person <laughs> yeah. for this specific show. If they were like acting, uh, yeah, all day, that's 100 percent fine. But like yeah, absolutely. for this, like interesting, man, you know, they're based out of New York. There's plenty of people who are. Uh, of color and of whatever mm-hmm. gender, you know, uh, you can take your pick there. Just not a super famous person. That should not yeah. be like, guys, we found the replacement. Oscar Isaac is coming in. <laughs> uh, seems like a very handsome man. He's going to stand out in the crowd for sure. We're going to know Oscar okay, Isaac yeah, is, right? Yeah. Weird. Pretty famous. But, mm-hmm. They're like, all right, guys, that was actually uh, that was actually a practical joke. It's not. It's, uh, it's uh, come on out. Come on out, Mel. Yeah, Mel Gibson, everybody. <laughs> Mel Gibson, it's joining the show. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that, Stephen. Oh yeah. Can, can I go again, please? Okay. Um, let me get this off my chest. Uh, so I have been, um, I've been trying to go through and get caught up on some uh, movies from my youth. Uh, mm-hmm. Just refresh myself on some of them. And uh, my wife and I, we, I have, I had seen these a long time ago. She had never seen any of them, but I have recently rewatched. 
all four Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, interesting choice. Danny Glover's Lethal Weapon movies. Hell yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson, this guy, you know, this <laughs> this fucking fella. What'd he do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask, I guess. Um, no, he's a, he's a problematic guy, you know? Uh-huh. People can look it up on the, the internet, you know, he said some... Uh, misogynist and uh, racist shit, mm-hmm. uh, anti-Semitic shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to go back and rewatch. I, I don't watch any of his new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched this stuff when I was younger, and I wanted to to rewatch it just to be like, are we are we missing out on? Oh yeah, on this like, I don't know. I, I was conflicted about the the rewatch, but I am um, trying to to complete some like. Uh, sets of movies or whatever uh-huh. um, going back through and, and refreshing myself um, so yeah Lethal Weapon 1 through 4 uh, starring Danny Glover Mel Gibson um, and then as uh, starting with movie 2 Joe Pesci is in the rest of them I thought he came in at 3 oh, for whatever reason I did too yeah because he's on the no, poster of 3 right uh, yeah I think he's like popping up between their shoulders or whatever uh-huh. yeah so that's where I expected him to pop yeah. in but no he's he's in 2 Two on, so he's interesting. In, he's in a sick trill of Lethal Weapon movies. Oh man! Um, and, I used uh, to really like those movies. Uh, you know, to varying I, degrees. I like the mm-hmm. first one a whole lot. I still consider it a Christmas movie, like Die Hard. Stephen, sorry, mm-hmm. it's a Shane Black written movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, obviously it, Christmas. It involved. opens with Christmas music, and I'm like, yeah. what is <laughs> happening? And then it, it uh, as it's circling around this tower, it says written by Shane Black. I was like, oh, like, oh that's fuck why. This guy. Yeah, there's like a guy. whole sequence on a treehouse farm uh, or like mm-hmm. where you buy him or whatever, right? Yeah. But like he's like chasing dudes through. Mm-hmm. And it's a good Mel Gibson performance, too. Like it's a good character for him. But that's what's tough about him. You know, I haven't gone back to rewatch a lot of his stuff ever since, you know, his anti-Semitic stuff. But I was going to say, um, have you watched these movies recently? Not because in a long time. Yeah. My memory of it was like, oh, he was good in Lethal Weapon. But as someone who just recently rewatched these mm-hmm. and I was trying to watch it with a um, pre dirtbag mindset right. for him. Uh, I don't like him in the, in these movies at all. Interesting. Even the first yeah. one, even the first one, huh. like he's, Oh boy, he's wild in this he first wild. one. Yeah. Like there, there's no clear path for his character. Mm-hmm. That was a thing back in the like eighties, nineties, right? It's like, we're just going to write this character and, right. From movie to movie, they could be different. We don't give a fuck. It's just, <laughs> it's simply how it is. Yeah, who fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like a, like a psychopath kind yeah. of. Uh, he's, he's he's really uh, lost it by the, in the first one. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, 100%. And like on that Christmas tree farm thing, he like, isn't that when he like hits himself in the face and he's like, I think he's all crazy and stuff? Another part? Probably. I think he does that like a, a few times. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a point where he is ready to like kill himself with yeah. a gun. Oh yeah. Like he has a conversation with Danny Glover. It's just, it's, it's weird, man. Yeah. It's some dark uh, shit in that movie. Very dark shit. I guess when your last name is black, you're going to write some dark <laughs> shit. Makes sense. And that's why he brings in Christmas, which seems even darker to me, but that's just me. It's um, the darkest shit you can bring in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> unless you, unless you eat, uh, charcoal briquettes. Yeah. Your shit ain't getting darker <laughs> than that brother. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, Danny Glover is, Phenomenal in these Ugh, movies. He, he's love, so love charismatic, mm-hmm. and I I love that part of it. Um, later, uh, Rene Russo gets brought in. Um, I thought she was in those, yeah. I yeah, love she's Renee in Russo. Like, yeah, me too. She's in three and four, mm-hmm. Thor's mom. Um, and 
yeah, like the cast around Mel Gibson mm-hmm. is really good, but he just seems so so out of place. Like he's trying to yeah. be a, a like a comparison for now would be like Ryan Reynolds. He's trying to be like, well, I I guess that's no oh, fuck him. I don't care if I'm being fair to him or not. Uh, it's like he's trying to be like a Ryan Reynolds type of role. But uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds has a like a charisma and like charm to him. Sure. He just looks more innocent. Mel Gibson looks like he was born at 48. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. He, he just looks grizzled the whole time. So like the, the comedy shit that he's trying to pull off just seems like a deranged person who's trying to be funny. <laughs> Something I know, know a little bit about. Uh-huh. Um, but... Do yeah, you think like, it's it is tainted by your views of him now though. Like we've talked about how it's like, neither of us really mm-hmm. care to watch his new stuff, but like there's still so many older things that I love with him in it. Mm-hmm. At least seemingly, like I remember I liked them in it, and I'd be curious. I'd be curious to rewatch these two and see what I feel. But is it just hard to remove that stuff from your brain? Is that tainting it for you? I think in his performance. Um, well, again, I was trying to watch it through the the lens of not knowing that stuff yeah. would come later. Um, but I, I I don't know. I just feel like maybe he's more of a serious actor mm-hmm. that got put into this role. And I think maybe his his voice and his delivery, like if you were to only hear it and not see it, not like visually see his performance, it would sound better because his voice has a lot of tonality to it. Mm-hmm. But his performance, he just looks like he's scowling just like mm-hmm. all the time. And it's. It's it's strange. It's a, a, a crazy performance. Um, like I said, it's not Man. not consistent. But Wait, where did you watch these on? Uh, it, we, uh, VHS. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the problem. It's like yeah. the the pictures got a, a little <laughs> off track a little bit. Uh, no, they were all on um, HBO Max. At this okay, point. right. I yeah. was gonna say I feel like I stumbled upon them the other day somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's just one of those that series. I, I have seen the first one sometime in the last probably five years, maybe. Uh, I watched it around Christmas at some point, but it just doesn't it doesn't quite hold up as well as like Die Hard to me uh, as a film. Um, yeah, you know, I would say that Lethal Weapon is better than Aquaman. Probably, though, <laughs> now, that I, now that I think about it, now that I'm thinking about Die Hard. Steven, um, you must not be a fan of cinema. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I would like to revisit those, especially the later sequels that I've really forgotten. Um, but I, I remember some of the, like the first storyline. So I know I've seen it recently enough to remember like the plot. But uh, I just it's hard for me to revisit a lot of Mel Gibson stuff to even just care to want to. You know, he showed up in something new the other day. I was like on Apple TV, like 99 cent movies or something like that he mm-hmm. was in. And I was like, ugh, just go away. Yeah. And I was like, the more he tries to make it work, the less I want to watch any of his old stuff. Even, mm-hmm. you know, there's something about it. So there's a, a scene at the very end of Lethal Weapon 4 where they're in the hospital. Rene Russo's about to give birth. Mel Gibson and Joe Pesci are right there. And they're they're like trying to get married before she delivers. Uh, I'm sorry, Mel Gibson and Renee Russo are trying to get married, mm. not like Joe Pesci and Mel Gibson, which oh. would have been fun. Could have been a good I, twist. I, you know what? We got a fifth one on the way, <laughs> evidently, that Mel Gibson's going to direct. But fine. Um, uh, another uh, yeah. another quick note: uh, Richard Donner directed all oh, four yeah. of these, which oh, is crazy. Yeah, crazy. I love yeah. Richard Donner. Um, but there's a the the scene where they have to get a priest to marry them just before she delivers birth. Like she is on a bed getting wheeled into an operating uh-huh. room, and they have to like get married before she goes in there. So Joe Pesci goes out to find somebody, brings back a rabbi, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh oh. They just cut to Mel Gibson's eyes flaring up, his nostrils <laughs> like. <"Rah." laughs> 
There's like flames in them. I was like, oh God, Mel, calm down. Just temper yourself. Um, By the passion of the Christ, get out of here. <laughs> okay, Mel. Relax, please. Yeah. Um, but here's here's one interesting thing of note. Um, I, because of the Marvel movies, I now check anytime I watch a movie, I always scrub through the credits uh. on whatever streaming service to see if there's anything after the credits. It's only happened a couple of times where I've stumbled upon this, but it is so wildly satisfying oh, to me. Yeah. It's like a a, uh, a rush I'm constantly chasing, yeah. right? <laughs> so it happened to me with that first Fast and Furious movie where oh, there's yeah. like a little uh-huh. thing of uh, Dominic Trudeau driving up into the sunset. Right Not on. literally, but you know, probably eventually by Fast 11, we'll get there. He's going to drive directly to the sun. Let's hope so. He's going to power it. like to get there. Like Superman and All-Star Superman. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's pulling levers inside the, <laughs> the supernova. Um, and then at the end of, I believe it's Blade 3. I'm sorry, Trinity. Mm. Let's, let's not solely it's a good name. Um, there's a, a thing where Blade also drives off into the night or whatever. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine my shock and surprise where I'm doing this for these Lethal Weapon movies, and at the end of Lethal Weapon 3, there's a post credit scene. All the And I was like, like my wife was in the middle of talking to me about the movie, and I was like, hold on, we have to stop everything. Mm-hmm. Stop the presses, we need to watch this. And it is like a, like a fun... I don't care. <laughs> it is like a fun little like after credit scene. Uh-huh. Um, it, we don't see the two main characters like in person. They're in a car in, in the distance driving somewhere, but we do hear their voiceover, and it is like a fun little like tag on That's the end cool. of the movie. Yeah. So um, especially the era, they didn't really do it that often. We never knew to like yeah. check for them. And now you're right with the Marvel stuff. Like it's kind of fun to like revisit those and be like, oh, they've been doing this for decades. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Surprise here, surprise there. That's cool. And I'll just tell you, I'll tell you. Like I don't know how many people are going to go back and watch this, but it's mm-hmm. like a scene that involves a building being demolished. <laughs> wow. So it's like a one take. Like it was a a an expensive setup. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And they're like, uh, didn't really work for the flow of the film. Let's just tag it on the end. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a fun surprise after all these years, though. It was, yeah. So that I like that cool. part I a lot. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, I have been checking a lot of things lately, and it's fun with, like, streaming services. Sometimes, you know, I don't, I, I like to watch the credits or at least have the option to. I hate whenever they do, like, the little window and they try to, like, advertise more stuff for you to go to and like, everything, but... Sometimes with streaming services, it's helpful because if they don't do that, you're like, oh, a credit scene's probably coming up. Mm-hmm. And if they do, then they're like, oh, that's really the movie being over. And there's yeah. nothing like to wait for. So it kind of mm-hmm. gives you like a little hint. Um, mm-hmm. But you also made me think that that era, you don't really expect, you know, tags like that at the end of the credit sequences. But what if what if you had like the VHS and you like play all through Lethal Weapon and it's like a black screen for like 12 minutes and then there's like a secret song instead oh, of like a yeah. new clip? What if mm-hmm. they went the other route, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, no, we're going to release the Danny Glover, uh, Mel Gibson, Joe Pesci band. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pay, uh, playing with, uh, like, a washboard. Yes. And, mm, a one-string bass Could be amazing. on a broom. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's like they just did it on set mm-hmm. every day, and then they're like, we're going to put this at the end as a secret song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be, be cool. we got to check it out. we got to check out those VHS tapes, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let us know. I think they... Didn't they do that on some movie? Was it Spawn? That oh, like at did? the end of the movie they had like a that's what it was. They had a, uh, a music video from ah, uh, uh-huh. Filter and the Crystal Method. Oh hell yeah! Can't you trip like I do? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Did you guys like that? I remember you and Ross talking about that uh, mm-hmm. on an episode. Did you like the soundtrack to that? Is that isn't that what you guys really liked? Or you episode fifty two. Yes. No. No. Yeah. That soundtrack it's legitimately is legitimately good, right? Solid. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well. It's of its time. It's <laughs> oh, of its okay. time. Like if you grow up with it, then then yes. But uh, you know, each era of music has its own uh, s- series of sounds or whatever. Uh-huh. Especially if it's like. Um, it, in the, in the case of like drums, electronic drums, they have their own specific sounds of note. Yeah, um, you know, like eighties like new wave drums have this specific sound to them. Like when you hear them, oh yeah, you're like, oh yeah, this is fucking flying right seagulls. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that that happened a lot with uh, with that era of like breakbeat uh, uh-huh. electronica and that that type of stuff, which was like part of that soundtrack so very specific sounds but it is very enjoyable to me do i have some of those songs on my running playlist yes hell yeah yeah that's good man because i hear there's a really tight joe pesci track on there there is yeah oh my god he brings in uh bruce willis to play harmonica bruno himself Uh uh-huh holy shit he's fucking honking on bobo like no one's goddamn business I don't know if I am ready for that, but uh-huh. <laughs> sounds good. Well, right on, man. I'm ex- yeah. I'm uh, glad to hear your review of that. That is so interesting that Mel Gibson's performance doesn't really hold up for you. I'd be really mm-hmm. curious to v- revisit those myself. Um, yeah, especially because uh, I've been watching Iron Man three, which is a Shane Black movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like off and on lately I was, I've was i been going through like the Iron Man and Captain America movies again just in the background oh, and everything mm-hmm. and um, and then there was news recently that um, Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. are getting together again for a series of movies on uh, based on these books called the Parker series it's like a, <gasps> a, a, really? a noir thing or whatever that's fucking awesome yeah right yeah. like detective stories and they're planning mm-hmm. like a few of them I guess but I think three of them um, oh my god yeah and i love kiss kiss bang bang which is a, a movie they did together right before the uh down iron man renaissance you know mm-hmm. yeah right before iron man came out and it's so good and uh, i love shane black stuff so i'd be in- intrigued to watch some of his older stuff again and, and see how it holds up you know there's a quadrilogy of parker comic adaptations by darwin cook who is a mm. was a master storyteller he had passed away like a, a decade ago or whatever mm. but um they are incredible comics i i won't read the books because <laughs> i've drawn the line in the sand i won't do it but those comics are exquisite that's cool man i didn't so know yeah. i yeah and i i love that noir stuff so if rdj is gonna be part of it right um and god i guess i'm gonna have to deal with like christmas shit probably but you know I what? mean for like Shane Black, I I can do it. I just need to. I need to have a heads up. If I'm being honest, like being surprised by Christmas with mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon One, mm, that was that was a tough pill to swallow, <laughs> even in my butt. You know. Yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. either yeah. way you're going in, it's a tough pill. Um, <laughs> That's true. I knew that when I read about the Parker movies coming out, they had mentioned that there's been a, a few other ones, and I remember there's a Jason Statham movie called Jason Statham movie called Parker. Um, mm. But I never knew about the series. I didn't. You perked up when I said it, and you're oh. like, "Oh, that's comic book thing. That's cool." I I thought that was called parkour. Part, uh, and he was like, because I thought he was like jumping on the yeah. cover or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, that's what they're doing." You might want to check make it out. a movie. They make a movie about anything. anything. <laughs> uh, and there's also a uh, a movie called Payback, starring one Mel Gibson. Yeah, so I heard about this. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. Robert Duvall in the outfit, and then Lee Marvin in Point Blank. I didn't realize the like they've been going back for a while, but uh, apparently mm-hmm. it's a cool book series, and uh, yeah, with that team in, in involved in it, it sounds really rad. Mm-hmm. So 
that'd yeah. be cool to, to hit up again. But mm-hmm. um, right on, man. Well, what else you got? Uh, that's going to be it for me. Those are the, the two main things that I wanted to discuss. So the floor Kick is yours. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to do a lot, a lot of spoiler talk on this, but I finally finished the Peacemaker TV show that is on HBO Max. Peacemaker is the John Cena character that um, premiered, I guess, and... and Wait, was he in Suicide Squad or just the Suicide Squad? Was the he Suicide Squad, yeah. Okay, he's just in the new mm-hmm. one. Uh, so yeah, he premiered in that. I didn't get a chance to rewatch the Suicide Squad after this. I'm really curious now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that you and I think Ross, when he was on, had mentioned uh, the Peacemaker. I think you guys talked a little bit about the show. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And the, specifically, you guys talked about the opening to the show, <laughs> which is like this musical number. And uh, that did obviously did not disappoint. I have yeah. never skipped it. It is amazing. Yes. It's it's so funny oh that like God. people across the board right. <laughs> that have watched the show have like come come to this on their own of like oh yeah I've watched this but I have not skipped it yeah ever like it's just like universally accepted and it's not yeah. like it changes each time it's literally like it, it was filmed matter. once edited and then like put on but it's just like it's so much fun it's like yeah. so weird. I know. That, how can you it, how can you skip it? It's that James Gunn sensibility, right? Like whenever mm-hmm. he had like Groot dancing and they're all fighting the background in the beginning of Guardians Two, mm-hmm. um, he just has a way with music and characters and like it all being so quirky and gory and like it all meshing together in this weird soup that works so well. So such a James Gunn style, mm-hmm. and uh, and Peacemaker was no uh, no exception to that. Yes, uh, there's stuff. a companion Peacemaker podcast oh. where um, I think it was. I think it might be on HBO Max as well, mm-hmm. but there's a like an audio version of that um, that you can just find wherever. But it discusses each episode, um, so it was like as each episode was released, the, the gotcha. accompanying podcast episode came out, and each one of those has a guest from the show. Um, it's bookended by interviews with James Gunn, so oh, cool. episodes one and eight have him, and then the cast kind of throughout there, and it's it's. It, it's a lot of fun to listen to, but also insightful, especially for some of the cast I'm not familiar with, like the, mm-hmm. the newer people. Um, but uh, the like the guy who plays Mern is an English actor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I really don't have like a good ear for people. Like a lot of people shit on uh, Benedict Cumberbund for oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> his like Doctor Strange is like fine, yeah. American accent. But I was like, I don't. I'm gonna drop on the bucket. I don't care. You yeah, know, right. it, it doesn't really bother me. But um, uh, I didn't pick up like that he was English at all. Uh, the guy no. who plays Mern, you know, I would not. Um, have so that, that that's cool. And uh, the the I can't think of her name. The uh, the woman who plays uh, Adebo is that right? Oh, Adebayo. Adebayo. Thank yeah, you. I was trying to look up her name. Um, where did it go? I just had it a second ago because I like her mm-hmm. a lot. She was on. Uh, her name is Danielle Brooks. She was yes. on um, Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? Uh, I've heard of Chocolate Oranges is the New Black, which <laughs> is something that uh, Dave Roberts has, Indeed, has mentioned yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I've not not seen that show. I've heard nothing oh, but good things. But she's she's one of my favorite characters in it. So seeing oh, her okay. pop up in this, I thought was great. She's also in an episode of High Maintenance, a uh, show I've mentioned a lot on HBO. Mm-hmm. That uh, she's just in one one episode and everything but she's great in mm-hmm. that too so seeing her in this and orange is the new black she uh she's kind of comic relief but everything in there is kind of like you know they're in prison so it's not that great mm-hmm. uh this i really love to see her like get to like run around and shoot and stuff and like have mm-hmm. action skills and and be funny yeah uh, and insightful and stuff uh, i think she is great i can't wait to see what else she ends up doing mm-hmm. yeah same she she mentions that on set 
James Gunn, like, they would be in a scene, but, and they, they would, like, film scenes that were written, mm-hmm. but then after they got that take, they'd be like, okay, now let's have some fun with it, right or whatever. On, so they, there was, like, some improv involved or whatever. Yeah. And there's one scene, uh, again, not really a, no, no spoilers for, for this discussion, but, yeah. like, there's a scene later on where John Cena is, like, throwing out celebrity names or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was just, like, <laughs> from what they say, he was just, like, coming up with those off off the top of his yeah. dome, which is hard because he goes through a That's fucking plot of them, does, you know? Man. And um, each episode of the show has outtakes as well. Mm-hmm. Or not outtakes, but, like, an extra scene, um, something that I guess, yeah, yeah. like, they filmed, but just for, for time constraints or whatever. I guess not time constraints, but... For the flow of the, yeah, the episode, they, the they take stuff, out yeah. throughout the end or whatever. But he has even more names. In, I in noticed that, that one. Really <laughs> sequence. I was like, God damn. He was on a fucking roll. That's awesome that he was just pulling those out, man. Yeah. So um, many. But in, in those scenes where James Gunn was like, go ahead and improv, she, she's not really in, she doesn't really like improv or, mm. or whatever. And uh, he was just like throwing out things for her to say. And she would like toss them out as she could. But like she got... She would like get giggle fits, uh-huh, and nice. she was like trying to do her best to like get through it and whatnot. But uh, man, I really thought she was great in the show. Oh, yeah. I was very impressed by her. She she really impressed me. Um, Freddie Stroma, who plays Vigilante, oh my god, um, yeah, is so fucking good. And I I read about him as I was watching the first episodes that he was uh, the replacement actor. The other one, I don't know what the what the happened with the other one. He had another scheduling conflict. He filmed like a few episodes and then something oh. maybe didn't work out. It was like a whole other guy, and they refilmed some of his stuff. Um, and I, I guess they could keep some of it with his mask on and then just like do a voiceover with the new guy. Wow. Um, okay. I don't remember who was supposed to be there, but this new guy I love, he's fantastic. Um, Jennifer That's so Holland. Wild. Hmm? I cannot imagine anyone else playing that role. I know, right? Vigilante. That yeah. is insane to me. That one, again, no spoilers, but there's a scene where he's like in his civilian guys and then somebody recognizes him and he's trying to disguise his face by making a bunch of like wild facial expressions do you remember that (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's so many good little jokes in here Mm -hmm. um it was definitely fulfilling to watch i Mm -hmm. i did think i had from you guys and then just in general online i'd heard like everybody just gushed about this show and Mm -hmm. so it took me a few episodes to really get into it like it was Mm -hmm. always good um, but I, I do feel kind of like I, I'm on a little bit of a, a superhero overload lately. Yeah. Um, I've even noticed with, with Peacemaker a little bit and then, um, like Eternals especially and mm-hmm. Shang-Chi a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that like I would kind of look away or get distracted during the fight scenes. Mm-hmm which are always inventive and cool, but like, I'm like, I've seen it. You guys are fighting. The heroes mm-hmm. are going to win. Let's move on. And I would, I would pay more, t- more attention to like talking scenes, Yeah, which is not even mm-hmm. in, like that important in a Marvel movie or a D- DC thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like with this too, I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, you're doing the, you're kicking ass and he's oh, whatever. You're jumping out of the building now. I got it. Okay. Yep. Uh, but then like, as the story went on and John Cena is really charming in this role or whatever, it really mm-hmm. grew on me. So eventually once the the show ended and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that was that was stellar, and I'm I'm excited to watch the movie again now. But uh, yeah. it did kind of creep yeah. up on me a little bit. I had to let it settle in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Everybody, it's good. I like a lot of it. So the the guy who plays Vigilante is also English. So that blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. I love to look up people afterwards like that. I, I want to look up both of them now and just hear them talk in their normal accents, like if they've been interviewed or something, you know, or maybe another movie or something. Sometimes oh yeah, that's so weird. 
like I said, uh, check out that uh, Peacemaker podcast. Yeah, well, interesting. I guess not you, but you know, if you know, other people, sure, other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jennifer Holland plays Harcourt. Um, I also liked her. I thought at first, from the movie and then into this, I thought that she was um, just like okay. Like she just seemed like the generic kind of like badass woman or whatever. And then mm-hmm. her arc in the show, and she becomes so much more emotional and stuff and uh her acting range really showed and then she's a Mm -hmm. like legitimate fucking hardcore badass in her fights and i loved watching her uh do her shit and so uh Mm -hmm. i really liked her steve ag i think oh my god uh, oh my god fucking great just stellar man he's he's really funny um and he's perfect in this role Seeing the various characters kind of like butt heads at first, but eventually like form a bond. Yeah. It's just like so heartwarming to me, you know? It's just like. Uh, For sure. A lot of stuff that we don't see in the DCEU is heart. I guess it just seems totally absent from some of those superhero films. Yeah. So being able to see that in this the show uh, is very good to me. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good parts to this and a lot of mm-hmm. good characters and, and funny things oh and then fucking robert patrick as uh oh yeah as uh peacemaker's dad um mm-hmm. yeah that had a really interesting again no spoilers so i can't talk about a lot but had really mm-hmm. interesting plot lines that i did not expect uh around him and and their like father-son relationship and stuff mm-hmm. there's a lot revealed about peacemaker he's one of those characters i've never heard of he looks silly as fucking shit yep he's in this movie and you're like all right that's pretty funny and then you like I remember hearing about them wanting to do the TV show and being like, that's okay. Like why this character, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I still don't really know, but mm-hmm. every character is the hero of their own story and everybody has a backstory. And it was so fascinating to, to hear about his. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then of course you have eagerly his oh. pet Eagle and it's just, it's so incredible. Great. It was just, Oh God, I love it all so much. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. good. I'm excited. They're doing another season. Uh, as far so, as, yeah. yeah, as I heard, mm-hmm. um, and then again, like I said, just going back to watch that movie now, which I only saw once. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to go back to that anyway. But now it's kind of gotten me to want to again because I'm like, there's just something about living in James Gunn's head. I just really yeah. like it's it's a really fun, quirky, interesting place to be. And his style of movie making right now is just really he's I think he's at the top of his game mm-hmm. and everything he comes out with is just stellar. So look at the movie is available on hbo max but i went yeah. ahead and bought it on oh, itunes yeah? as well because i'm like you know what i'm gonna vote with my dollars yeah. for this so that's what i'm gonna do yeah right on man mm-hmm. yep. give him give him more respect and love that way i love it heal you um so maybe we'll do a deeper dive on that eventually i'm not really sure um mm-hmm. but it was it was a lot of fun i would definitely maybe off air you know you, you, you and i should talk uh, mm-hmm. about more specific things with it but uh yeah i'm looking forward to, to revisiting that world again soon Definitely. All right. You want to get into some scream talk? Girl, you know I do. Oh, <laughs> baby. If you keep calling me girl, you know these pants are coming off, man. <laughs> I can't resist it. <laughs> you know that. It's, this voice is called the moist maker. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman listening to our podcast just stopped listening. Uh-huh. They're like, mm, no. No, nope, and no. I'm out. They're nope. like, sounding earlier? Fine. Yep. Not listening to voice talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he was hoping the bread would get wet, but now it's just burnt up toast. Like, oh, mm. it really did turn into a gulch there. Oh, right. man. Oh, I'm used to it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Scream 2 talk. Scream 2 talk. Let's talk about Scream 2, the sequel. Oh, yeah. Almost called Scream the sequel. 
Really? Yeah, that was one of the titles. And initially, from what I'd heard online, there's a lot of rumors with these, especially with all the different scripts that they put out to, like, quell rumors and stuff at the time on the internet and whatever, and leaks. Um, there's a lot... The, the lore has gotten so mixed up over time, and I, it's kind of fun that way. You don't really know what's true or not, but uh, the story that I've heard is that the first movie was going to be a scary movie, and the sequel mm-hmm. was pitched as Scary Movie colon the sequel. And I oh. still love the title Scary Movie, and I think that would have been a really cheeky title for for a sequel for that. I don't know where they would have gone after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably just simpler and nicer that it's just like Scream in numbers now, basically. Or mm-hmm. just, just call them all Scream with a year behind it. That's also fine. Um, from now on, just all of them be Scream. That'd be easy <laughs> enough too, right? Every year. Yeah. New Scream. Have you seen Scream? Yeah. I get what, <laughs> I guess, what year? Maybe. Let me check my calendar. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's funny because like the note I made, the first note I made was, it's called Scream 2, obviously, but... Was there ever a time where it was going to be called Screams with an S, like Alien to Aliens, you know? I don't know. Because they do, Yeah. to my surprise, they did mention that in this movie. Oh, the Alien Aliens, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that, too, but I never heard of it being a uh, a just Screams scenario. One of the ones, at least on the Wikipedia, uh, which we all know uh, has to be true, um, Mm -hmm. for a while it was going to be called, oh, Scream Again was was an option. Scream Louder. And oh. then Scream, the sequel. Yeah. Um, but I like Screams. That feels like they mm. would do that now, too. Like Predator, Predators, and The mm. Predator. Like, they're, eventually they're going to have The Scream, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, and that's kind of what The Mask is based off anyway, is that, like, painting The Scream, you know? So. Oh, I thought you meant the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's based on The Scream? What? <laughs> is he? I was like, wait, does he have a movie called The Scream? Yeah. It's based on his mask? The Mask. It's, Somebody stop me. It's based on Ace Ventura? <laughs> it is. What? Uh-huh. Man, you heard it here first, folks. I guess. Um, <laughs> so I have a lot of notes for this one, and okay, I don't want to like go so detailed in it, but I, I hope I'll just kind of use them to, to propel us along. But uh, I'm definitely curious about our histories with this movie, so um, I don't want to hear yours. I'm going to tell mine. Uh, a screen came out. I was... 11 when the movie came out um and then i remember seeing it like the next year i was so excited everybody was so hyped for that it it had gained such traction over time and like kept going and people kept going to the theaters and stuff i never saw scream in the theater but i i'm sure i saw it on vhs uh, for the first time like in 90 1997 they ended Mm -hmm. up pushing this sequel out within a year of the other one so it came out really fast um they greenlit it i guess in january while scream was doing really well they like had the script by March and they were like filming by then. And then it came out in December again. So, um, I don't remember seeing this one in the theater either. I think scream three was the first one I got to see in the theater and I snuck into that one. Um, Mm -hmm. but this one, I also just remember all the time. Like I was so pumped about these two movies coming out and they were so close together. It really works for me. It's still my favorite sequel. And, it does really a lot of good things for me. Um, mm. I have some issues with it, but I still just, it's nostalgia. It's just like right there. They, they really are a pair to me. So together and scream three, which we'll get to next week. Uh, it's so different and quirky and dumb sort of, you know? So I, I like mm. these as a pairing. Um, I had both of these soundtracks. I listened to them constantly. I love both of them. So we'll talk about that a lot today. Um, and I've always just liked this one a whole lot. Um, there's so many aspects that we'll get into today that uh, are just so different for a slasher movie, but I really like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for you, I'm curious. You had mentioned that you've scre- seen the first Scream movie. 
you know, over the years a few times mm-hmm. and stuff, but I didn't really know your history with the sequels. So what, do you remember seeing this movie at the time or anything like that? I do. Um, real quick, I want to touch on what you were saying about sure. the sequel coming out the following year. Yeah. Um, that also happened with a little franchise called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh. where the, the first one was released in 1990. The sequel came out. In 91. I didn't realize it was so close. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So Scream just followed the ninja yeah. trajectory. Uh, and there's if you no ninja rap will. in this. Unfortunately, yeah. That's one demerit. Yeah. Uh, so I got to take away a mask nice. for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this can, the, the most masks this can get is uh, four masks out of five. Just, uh, it's just guaranteed it's just, that way. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. You know what? That's okay. I'm pretty sure Vanilla Ice was not busy at yeah. the time. So <laughs> yeah, come on, This guys. is kind of on you, you know. <laughs> uh, but if you wanted some white rappers, uh, you could get it. So, oh, God, I guess we're back up to a possible five. Okay, all right. There all right. you go. See, it comes back. You never know. <sighs> like Joe Pesci and Lethal Weapon. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, I specifically <clears throat> remember this movie coming out and seeing it in theaters. Oh, man. Uh, and when, when did this come out? Was this October of? Uh, December. December, okay. Of 97, yeah. I went, uh, it was some holiday weekend. I took my mom and my stepdad to see this in the theaters. Oh, wow. I, th- I, I think my parents drove as well. Um, but I was like, look, I, I'll, I'll treat you guys to a movie. Because I, I, I don't know if I just started working or, or what the context of it oh. was. But I had some, I had some wham, some walking around Sweet. money. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me treat you guys, you know. You throw me good this Christmas, I'll be on on this movie. Um, I don't remember if they saw the first one or not. Um, oh, nice. I, I imagine they probably did or whatever. But, you know, it's like weird little loosey-goosey in the, the 90s. It was kind of like catch as catch can with, uh, with, with filmic adventures. So um, I, I had seen the first movie, but I'd only seen it once. So the second one came out, figured we'd go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any specific hype for this movie. Yeah. It was just like, this is the big movie that's out right now. Let's go see it or whatever. So we went to go see this. Um, I remembered who one of the the killers in this movie were, like on the rewatch. On, on, now? on this rewatch, okay. yes. Uh, the That's the fun. other one, I I had no idea. Ooh, so I was trying fun. to play a, guess, a guessing game. Uh-huh. Um, I remember the killers like from. Uh, I don't have any memory of three at all. Number oh, four, I, I remember the killer killers. I don't know. I, I know. I know. I know some stabby person in four, <laughs> and then five. Uh, I I do just because I yeah. uh, remember visually seeing that on screen. Uh, you I, didn't hear I it. didn't. Ha- I, I did not hear mm. it, and at that point, I was not being blinded by the uh, <laughs> the person to my yeah. left's uh, smartphone uh, screen. But um, for for this, I on the rewatch, I was like, I like the the first one is so good. And it sets uh-huh. out and accomplishes what it it wants to do so well that I'm like, is it just diminishing returns mm-hmm. going forward? Because I don't have any built-in nostalgia for this franchise. Like, yeah. is it going to hold up for me? Uh, and spoilers, yeah. Like, this, oh, this cool. movie was a lot of fun to watch. I was impressed with their approach. Because, like we've discussed previously, these screen movies are very meta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... How how did they pull this off? I remember the the opening scene with the movie theater, mm-hmm. and it's like commenting on a, a movie itself coming out, and like horror movies and the way people react in horror movies. So there's that aspect of it, and I knew there was a sequel portion of it that 
uh, Randy had mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't have the specifics of either of those scenarios. And then, um, yeah, just trying to, to put the pieces together on who that second killer was. Oh, that's was, fun. Uh, was yeah. fun. It was like uh, interactive that way. That's that's what I love about a whodunit, you know? Yeah, and it's really cool whenever you kind of remember things. That was how, when I rewatched 4 the other week, um, around part 5 coming out, and I was mm-hmm. like, I remember sort of like the motives and sort of like one person, but I, I thought this person was involved, but I don't know. Like it was kind of fun to know a little bit about it, mm-hmm. but have not enough a, a, of a memory of it to like ruin it and kind of makes it interesting again for the whodunit. So mm-hmm. that's fun. You got to re-experience that with two, because this is another movie I've seen so many times, like uh, almost as much as I've seen the first one, I've seen Scream okay. 2. Yeah. Um, cause we usually watch them once we finish screen, we're like, well, let's put on screen too. You know, yeah. it's just a naturally follows. You want to keep going with it. Um, so that's, that's so cool, man. I love that you got to see it in theaters. Um, I would have loved to back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was the hype around these movies was fucking legit, man. It was, mm-hmm. they were juggernauts. They were really, really big. Like you said, like it, not even like a huge thing for you necessarily, but it's a huge thing for everybody. It was the big movie coming out. Um, you yeah, know, it's just, it was, it was big. It was in the culture, for sure. Yeah. They even mm-hmm. said, I don't know if this is true, but it's Wikipedia, so it definitely is, mm-hmm. uh, that when it came out, they pushed the release date for Titanic and the James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough, and then to the next week, because they didn't want to compete directly with Scream. And the wow. fact that they all came out around each other, that a James Bond movie and Titanic, one of the biggest movies of mm-hmm. all time, came out the same week uh, as mm-hmm. Wild unto itself, but uh, Ooh, supposedly they moved because of Scream. Too, shaking yeah. the the broccoli family to their core oh yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah exactly they didn't yeah. see that iceberg that was titanic coming mm-hmm. that's right you're yeah. right mm-hmm. uh that could have been set up better by me but that's you, fine you guys get iceberg like lettuce yeah. and then they're the broccoli oh, yeah i didn't mean yeah. it oh yeah. man yeah so i did pretty good there mm-hmm. yeah and it's you better when you it. explain jokes so everybody knows that everyone like, loves it everybody loves that that's it's cool. good it's fine it's, it's right there <laughs> uh so you mentioned the opening um i love that mm-hmm. too um i'm gonna mention i guess blanket spoilers for the show uh yes. for this movie right now mm-hmm. um and everything but um i'm gonna go through the cast list a little bit we had the writer directing team returning with kevin williamson writing this movie and wes craven directing it um, for actors, we had a, a bunch of people, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Jamie Kennedy all returned as their original surviving characters from Scream. And then we had Jerry O'Connell added to this, uh, Laurie Metcalf, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Lee Schreiber has a, a much expanded role in this one. He's only seen briefly in the, the first movie, sort of as a cameo almost. He still um, plays Sabretooth. Yeah, exactly. He's always Sabretooth in every movie he's, he's in. Always running yeah. on all fours, everywhere. He's yeah. got those got those bugle fingernails. You know, I haven't seen his show Ray Donovan, but I'm really excited because I hear it's like an origin story for Sabretooth, right? Finally, finally, you people know? have been asking mm-hmm. for it, begging for it yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Elise Neal, who plays uh, Sydney's roommate Hallie, uh, Timothy Oliphant, um, mm-hmm. early role for him. I think I saw this mm-hmm. was like his first major role. Um, and he, he knocks out of the park in my mind. Um, and then mm-hmm. to start this off, we had uh, Jada Pinkett-Smith and Omar Epps being our yeah. two bigger name people, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. that are in the first opening scene to get butchered. And, uh, man, I've always loved this scene. Apparently, uh, I, was, I, I watched a little bit of the Scream, the first movie Scream's commentary the other day, just the, mm-hmm. the Casey Becker scene that opens that movie up. Uh, and it has Kevin Williamson and, and Wes Craven on there. Uh, the Scream 2 one was actually better to me. It's it's Wes Craven and the producer. I can't remember her name right now. She was great. It might be uh, Kathy Conrad, uh, I think. And um, the, uh, the uh, editor, Patrick Lussier, 
uh, were on there. So he had a lot of insightful things because editing is really one of my favorite things about filmmaking. And um, But they had a lot of cool stories about Scream uh, 2, mm-hmm. and they said that um, when Kevin Williamson sold Scream, he had five-page treatments for two sequels that could come after that. And apparently this opening theater scene was his five-page treatment for Scream 2. Oh, That's okay. what he had come up with. And so yeah. it had always been a part of the plan. They had various actors they might do with it with, but mm-hmm. that was really cool. So um, I, I, I liked the opening a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the whole idea with the Stab movie coming out, it kind of mirrors real life and people getting so excited about the Scream movies coming out. Yeah. Um, and the studio being involved, you know, like get, bringing props and stuff. Like it really did feel kind of like what that's like um mm-hmm. in that era and stuff and uh and then bringing them in uh i feel like i it's one of my first notes and you kind of have to talk about it the first movie we talked about is a very white movie there's like hardly yeah. anybody of any color at all in that movie mm-hmm. um and this movie they really like try to go full force um uh, they have like a black cameraman they have they start with two black actors they have a black mm-hmm. roommate um so they really i think they were trying to course correct in a good way and the mm-hmm. actors they got in were great actors and doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with their race uh, or and that's color. it. That's that's all the races. White, black. That's all of them. <laughs> You've done right. it. You've done it, Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like they went too far. Like instead of just being diverse and being like, oh, and here's like an Asian person or a Hispanic uh-huh. person or whatever, they're like all black all the time. Cool, got it. We got the yep. message, guys. We'll put them in there. <laughs> um, but it is cool, and Jada Pinkett and yeah. are really awesome, and um, yeah. and they're great in this this role. And I love mm-hmm. I love their addition to the Scream you know family. So uh, yeah, do you like this opening? Uh, all that stuff. Uh, I do, and I have a question for you about yeah. it. Uh, real quick, um, I'm going through when I'm watching these. I'm not rewatching trailers or looking up any information. I'm just going in as cold as possible, nice. even though I'm rewatching all this stuff. So it was surprising to me where I was like, "Is that Sarah Michelle Geller? Is that Timoth- oh, Timothy yeah. OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, Jerry O'Connor? Like, I forgot that oh, all these fun. people were in." in this movie and I'm just going to keep doing that going forward because it'll be like a nice surprise. It was like, Oh, I didn't realize they were in this movie or I guess I did, but I just forgot. Screen three is going to be a blast then because it it? also has some really cool people in it that are hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Ghostface in it. I I can't tell you, man. I can't tell you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Uh, (laughs) Um, I hope they let Ghostface fuck. They don't even let Ghostface fuck in this. These movies are sexless. They don't like flaps over flaps over and it's like zip. Uh-huh. It's just like a smaller face, but it's like smiling, you know. There's a smaller ghost face in the zipper. Uh, oh my god, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it'd be like the the alien or aliens like chestburster. It'd be like it'd pop mm-hmm. out. It'd be like wah, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> oh, it farts. It's a farting dick mask. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I, I like this this opening scene a lot. It uh, like I said, it makes the the meta textual point of like mm. who goes to uh, see these these horror movies. Who goes to see horror movies that are based on real life events? Yeah. You know uh, the fandom that surrounds it, uh, the hype that surrounds it. Um, there's the the layer of minorities going to to see these movies mm-hmm. and, and their um, experience in the theater. Yeah, their experience, their uh, lack of being any people for them to associate with in that movie. Because she talks about like it's just like white people doing dumb shit in the uh-huh. movie oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that right um it, it is fun to see the like cameos within the movie because they like show clips from it later on oh, or whatever yeah. the people uh, that got uh, in there are great yeah i forgot about yeah, that it's like luke wilson and tori spelling and, and heather um, graham to open it up heather yeah. graham yeah that's right yeah um 
but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I do want your take on it, though. Um, when you used to work at the Alamo Draft House, uh, my wife and I joined your wife. As you were like working there, you were like doing like manager shit. Uh, but we went to go see Shaun of the Dead, uh-huh. and uh, they had these inflatable baseball bats, and then like you could like. Uh, not interact with the movie, but you know, like yeah, there'd like be certain a, points where it was like text was on the screen and, and you would like say something or whatever. Yeah. It's like a quote uh, along got, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Interactive a little bit. Yeah. Um, this was a brand new release movie. Like it came mm-hmm. out that night in this reality. I would lose my goddamn mind <laughs> if these people would not shut the fuck up. Like I understand yeah. like people dressing up to go see a movie or whatever i see this from time to time whenever i go see any mcu movies sometimes people dress up as like various characters right and they sit there in the theater but they're quiet and they like watch the movie if people are like they are going fucking <laughs> balls to the wall oh it's crazy like, insane yeah. they've got glow in the dark uh knives they're shining everywhere it's like god damn this would drive me insane oh I'm like, absolutely nah. I'll wait for this to come out on double VHS at home. I'm not ready for this. Well, I mean, it's to your point. um, I'm sorry. I love Jada Pinkett, uh, but she deserves to die. She wouldn't Mm -hmm. stop talking in that theater. She kept shouting at the screen. And I was like, Mm -hmm. obviously, I would. I agree with Omar here or -hmm. whoever is behind the mask to actually kill you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It it is the way it is. I -hmm. I will say I did think of one experience from Alamo Drafthouse when I was there that was very similar to this. And it's why I. I, I've always believed the scene in the way it is that people were that crazy about it, whatever. But I was working there whenever the movie, um, oh fuck, I just totally lost what it's called. Uh, there was a movie that came out with like animal masks. Um, Tammy. <laughs> it's a uh, fuck. This is going to drive me crazy though. All I can think is, is uh, knives out. But then in my head, I'm like, oh, no, but it's like knocked up. No, stop doing K words with like a short word after it. Um, it has like uh, you're next. That's why I keep thinking knives up. You're next. Who cares? You're OK. Woo. OK, so uh, there's a movie called You're Next, and it's about a family who's like having dinner, like a rich family in their house. And then masked killers and like animal masks, like sheep and cows and stuff, start shooting arrows at them from outside and like terrorizing them and stuff. So I was a, I was working at the theater whenever that movie premiered, and we had a free screening like this movie for it premiering, mm. and the studio sent those animal masks to our, our theater to hand them out. And that screening was just like this. People oh were fucking God. nuts because it was free, and yeah. we served alcohol. And so they, oh it boy. was even worse than this movie, uh-huh. um, like this this crowd or whatever. But it's exactly like that. People were wearing the masks like crazy. They mm-hmm. littered them everywhere. They were like throw them around. They didn't care. Like that theater was hooping and hollering about everything. It was exactly mm-hmm. like this. So I totally believe that like a free screening to like a brand new movie <laughs> that's getting people excited and you give them free props, yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to be excited about it. And it mm-hmm. would be so fucking annoying to see that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, like, not being able to hear things, like, in the beginning. Like, you were wanting to hear this phone call, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you can't do that, so. Like, when she gets up on the inexplicable stage that's in front of the movie screen, and <laughs> yeah. she's just, like, bleeding out in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone seems horrified once they catch on to, like, what's happening. But I'm picturing you just, like, in the theater being like... Pfft. That's what you get for talking to the yeah. theater. You know? That's the only time I'm going to talk in the theater myself. I would just shout out and be like, she deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the way. <laughs> get away. You're, you're being projected on. Lie down. Um, there you go. Yeah, there, finally. She's, oh, she's not yeah. breathing. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I feel bad. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't know. And then Omar Epps's murder and stuff in there too. I, I like the setup of this, but I watching it more recently. It's so dumb because uh, I was. It's like there's a person whispering in the stall next to him, and then mm-hmm. he has to put his ear up to it. Like the whole idea is like this person's whispering, so he's gonna get closer and closer, and then mm-hmm. you can stab them through the wall. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't know that it's him. You don't know that he's pressing his ear. So in my head, that that ghost face is like standing on the toilet, like peeking over, like checking, mm-hmm. like is he over? Okay, whisper some more, whisper some more. Okay, I can stab him now. I can stab him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of silly, but it's it's effective, and then it's brutal. And then I love whenever, you know, Omar, quote-unquote, comes back to his seat mm-hmm. wearing the mask, and she doesn't know, mm-hmm. and it cuddles into him and then gets stabbed, and it's and everybody just doesn't even believe it. Like, they think it's all prank, and it's mm-hmm. so messed up but beautifully done in my head. Uh, it's so creepy how she, like, screams and falls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I see that scene of somebody getting stabbed through a thing, I immediately think of, I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of the scary movies where instead of getting stabbed in the ear by a knife, they get stabbed in the ear with a dick. Do you remember that? I don't watch those movies very much. I've seen some of them once, Uh Uh, but I, yeah, I feel like I remember that. You Uh don't forget a dick in the ear. You don't forget a dick in the ear. Nope. That'll be on my headstone. He died doing what he loved, getting a That's dick right. in the ear. Um, yeah, and I, I do love the stab series within the movies, um, and especially with the new movies. I, uh, also, Scream 5 has come out now and available to, to buy on iTunes, and so I went ahead and did that. Uh, and oh, we watched okay. that on Friday night. We record these on Sundays. Um, so I watched Scream 2 earlier in the week. I watched Scream 5 on Friday. I watched Scream 2 again on Saturday. And then I watched half of the movie with the commentary until the wee hours of last night. Uh, oh, this okay. morning. Um, but I, with the context of how the story is gone and I, I feel like four is better to me because I know what they're doing with five. It all just kind of gels better in my head. And the stab series within the movies, I think is such an interesting thing. They're going to play more and more with, especially by the time scream five came out, they have stab mm-hmm. eight. So they've even progressed. They've gone past the true stories of what's happening and they're mm-hmm. just making shit up and it becomes really shitty and, uh, and the in world. And I love the commentary of that. Like, the first Scream movie is about these slasher movies from the 80s and 70s that had kind of gone away and revitalizing that. And then these kids grew up on that. And then now the Scream 5 is about kids who grew up on the movies based on these events. And they don't need the real life movies that we grew up on. They have their own mm-hmm. movies in universe. And it's such an interesting commentary to be able to pull from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my idea, by the way, for Scream 6 that they've greenlit is that you yeah. play out, you'd watch this movie and it's going to be like all new cast and you're just mm-hmm. like going with it. And at the very end, it's revealed that the entire time we've been watching Stab 6 and that <laughs> okay. the entire movie is the opening sequence of that movie essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, at this point, you could play so much with those and and be like, oh, this like Scream 6 is really cheesy and weird and the actors aren't that great. And then it's like, oh, it's a reveal and we're actually within the movie, within the movie. I'm just like down with whatever crazy ideas they want to do and I'm making up my own now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like I, the start to it. I like that idea. And if I can, to add a button Please. onto the scene just before they cut to credits, there uh, it zooms out and then on a, a TV screen that is, you know, the, the movie is being shown on, mm-hmm. you zoom out and you see two people in ghost face costumes shaking their heads at each other like yeah okay and then they immediately start taking notes and then you cut to credits i like that yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like they're learning from the movies yeah for the next movie oh man Mm -hmm. i also like that they would be in costume to take notes to be like 
we gotta we gotta get into this mode, you know, method acting. Uh, yeah, it's like the beginning of the movie. You mm-hmm. know, there are people in Ghostface costumes in the theater, or at least they have the masks on. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things. You know, um, I definitely want to move past this opening scene too. But you made me think of another <laughs> thing with those guys. Yeah, uh, the marketing around this time too. You never knew what was going to happen with this. Scream had mm-hmm. become this big thing, and it was so great, and I knew it. And then the trailers for this, I don't remember uh, specifically now like what they were i didn't watch one for it but um i remember thinking i remember seeing the clips of this and then there's there's stuff later on where people are dressed up in other costumes like for sydney's play and Mm -hmm. they use some of those clips in the trailer and stuff and it made me think there was going to be like a a ghost face cult sort of thing had had developed that like a lot of people were dressed like this and Mm -hmm. it seemed to me at the time that they were like actually watching like a live murder for like a reason and i Mm -hmm. remember thinking at the time like i was young and i just didn't know what was going to happen i remember being like this movie is going to be epic it's going to be crazy like they're going to have like thirteen thousand screen people there's gonna be like a hundred different ghost face people uh-huh and i thought it was gonna be so cool and it ends up being this totally different thing it's just like a movie theater for one thing but i love that they like could do it seemingly could be whatever at that time uh Mm -hmm. and it and it came up to this that i i loved it at the time and it's been great so yeah mm-hmm. uh but their marketing uh yeah was uh good for it so yeah um, i i too want to move beyond the uh theater scene uh-huh but but <laughs> it is wild to me that uh pepsi had a hand in the concessions because oh, yeah. i can't think of a time i've been to a a major theater chain where they have not had like yeah. coke ephemera you know They're always a coke it, thing yeah yeah it's weird it's uh Seeing the Pepsi in there, I'm like, hmm, someone, they go to a discount theater? Like, what is right. this? You know? <laughs> it makes sense, too, for, like, it would make sense more, I guess, for uh, if, if you are watching the Stab movies. And in the Stab movies, it's not real world, and so they have Pepsi instead of Coke. It could be different. I see. Maybe yeah. that's, I don't know. Maybe this is this whole thing where they're trying to, uh, like, throw you off and be, like, mm-hmm. everything's off kilter. It's just weird. Maybe it's, like... Uh, when people use iPhones in movies, you know that they're not a villainous character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have, have you heard about yeah, this? they won't allow him, right? Yeah. So it's like, um, Coke wants to be part of Scream, but, like, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be held by somebody who's going to die or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. Pepsi's like, I'll do it! Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we'll do it. I don't care. Hey, Generation Now, you got your Pepsi points? You want a CD wallet? Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> We're hip. We know it. Yeah. Hey, you want to buy a jet? <laughs> Some guy does. There's a lawsuit. Oh, shit. That was a real thing. That was a real thing that happened. With Pepsi points? Young people. Yeah. Wow. In, in the commercial, there was somebody who, like, uh, for, like, comedic effect, uh-huh. they, like, bought a, like, jet with Pepsi points, but they didn't put the, in the fine print, like, this is not fucking real, you idiots. Oh, yeah. So, some guy, he saved up enough Pepsi points. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna get that jet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up, like, filing a lawsuit against Pepsi, of so course. they ended up giving him, like, a decommissioned, non-armed jet, so he would just, like, have it, and I'm like, well, what the fuck are you going to do with this? I hope it's still, like, in his backyard, and he shows I'm- people, and he's like, this is from that Pepsi lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my God, it's a nice seat. Yeah, just sit here, here, look at the stars. I refuse to believe this guy has <laughs> friends to show this off to. 
Yeah, but then it pans back and he's just talking to like a soccer ball and a volleyball. Face. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a bunch of Wilsons, right? Yeah. <laughs> like whatever the like discount uh, volleyball brand of Wilson is. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Bilson. It's like uh, uh, Dynatex or some shit like that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are his friends. Hey, Dynatex, mm-hmm. look over here. I come. <laughs> Got my plane. I put a badge on him. He's down a Texas Ranger now. <laughs> Do not mess with him. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, a few notes uh, for one of the songs. This could be your lucky day in hell. I'm not sure what it's even called, but it's the song that like plays when you first see Sydney. Uh, and it's one of the ones from the soundtrack I liked a lot. And then also the fact that Sydney has uh, a separate an entirely separate machine for caller ID. Mm-hmm. which was brand new for this. That's why they it don't was, have yeah. it in the first movie. It like mm-hmm. came out between the movies, uh, essentially. And <laughs> I love that they have it. And it's a whole thing. Like it's the nineties are wild. Um, just cool. what if that, the, the first screen movie is why that machine was invented. Right. They're like, Oh fuck. We can't because have it. Yeah. There had to be a, a shitload of people like doing that prank call. Right. Oh, I and, imagine, like, what's yeah. your favorite scary movie? You know, like, man, so they were like, let's invent some fucking shit. Uh, the star 67 is getting overloaded yeah or whatever can't do it so yeah but it's funny now it's just like built in we don't even think about it and mm-hmm. like literally if my phone does not tell me who it is i just don't even answer because mm-hmm. i'm like you're probably just spam or whatever yeah um yeah it's weird too because i don't know anyone named spam risk i don't okay? even know them <laughs> how do you get my number there it's like a distant family member or some mm-hmm. shit i don't know i think getting in the last, uh, like, four days or so, I've been getting mm-hmm. upwards of 10 spam calls every day. Oh, it's, my God. And they're all from a different state every single time. This marketing for the company Spam it's is out of, out of control. It's insane. Like, dude, I don't want your spiced ham product. Nope. Okay? Thank you very much. I'm good. I will get my own horse hooves, raccoon <laughs> tails, <laughs> fish nipples. <laughs> Ant pubes. I've, I'm good on that. I like to piece together my own. Thank you. Man, ant pubes. That's a delicacy. Oh, my God. It's so good. If you toast them just right. Yeah, those toasted pubes, me. dude. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Pubes, dude. Hell yeah. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is in this movie. She is. Buffy, her very damn self. And isn't she in uh, I Know What You Did last summer? Same year. What? Both Kevin Williamson scripts. Oh, my God. She's double dipping. Crazy. Well, and I like her in this because because she was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua, Joshua Jackson, who was on Dawson's Creek at the time, also makes That's a cameo right. in this. Uh-huh. Crazy. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart is the mm-hmm. one of the security, uh, security, one of the sorority girls, uh, along with Portia de Rossi, mm-hmm. uh, who I Spag- had a huge crush on from this movie specifically, by the way. I think you still have a chance. You know? Thank you. I think, I, I think I can turn her. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna get one look at me and be like, uh, Ellen who? Yeah. I want that D. Yeah. Not true. <laughs> uh, at the time though, I didn't know. I think she didn't come out for years after the, until after that. Um and she has these like dark ass eyebrows and super bleached hair in this, but for some reason at that mm. time I was like into her. Into it, yeah. Oh my god. And she's super skinny to me now too. There's a lot about it that I'm like, this is not for me, but at the time, mm. yeah, anyway. Um so Rebecca Gayhart and Joshua Jackson are both an urban legend, which came out a year after this and was another kind of like post scream era thing. Um, and so it's just fun. Like the people they have in this that are also like they shared a lot of different movies around each other. And a lot of these people were on mm-hmm. TV shows. 
Um, Kevin Williamson scripted TV shows like Joshua Jackson and the Dawson's Creek and stuff. Um, oh, wow. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to see all the the different cameos and stuff of people being mm-hmm. in there. But I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is great in this role. Um, I love that she's in the the film class with uh, Randy. Yeah. Um, I saw mm-hmm. there's a deleted scene. They, they reshot that. And the first scene uh, was basically just Randy and Mickey using all the lines. And then they spread it out and brought in Sarah Michelle Gellar and Josh Jackson and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, the first one was so weird to watch like the same lines, but in a different context. And it had a totally different feeling to it. Um, mm-hmm. So they did a really good job with that. Um, and this, Wait, who is Mickey? Mickey, uh, the Tarantino film student. Mickey's uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. So okay. in the first version they did, uh, they said that he seemed too menacing and you kind of believed he was probably going to be the killer because mm-hmm. he argued every one of those points directly with Randy. Mm-hmm. And then in the movie we see, it's like spread out between Sarah Michelle Gellar and Josh Jackson and other students in the class and the professor. And so they spread things around and it makes it a much better scene. Like it plays a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was interesting to see like an alternative, you know, out there uh, of that same mm-hmm. thing. But um, this, this, I would love it if they're like talking about there being no good sequels and Joshua Jackson turns around and is like, Mighty Ducks 2 is pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, I would say it's better. <laughs> Started with that Mall of America opening scene, man. Guys, there's a knuckle puck in it. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen Keenan's the movie. In it. The film. Yeah. Honestly, it's a film. Uh, cinematic yeah. adventure. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, whatever. It's cool. It's cool. Turns around, goes back to drawing right. naked people on his desk. Oh man, mm-hmm. you know he's not wrong. I think in the sequel, that was the other question I had that I didn't bring up today. Mm-hmm. Was uh, to uh, to go off of their their topic. You know, is there any sequel that is surpassing the original? Um, mm-hmm. I think Mighty the D two the Mighty Ducks is a good option. Yeah, um, that's a that's an interesting choice. Um, the uh, the college era of this reminds mm-hmm. me a lot. My brother Danny, who got me into the Scream series and horror movies, which I've said many times before, uh, went to college in 1997 this year, and so this wow. era is so cemented in my brain of like uh, mm-hmm. what I thought college looked like and what 90s kids looked like and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. so like dated now, but so specifically good. I think in this movie, it's exactly what mm-hmm. I imagine because I know what it looked like uh, at a college campus at that time, I guess, and uh, for an American college campus, and uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, I were they seniors in the first one? I guess they would have. Yeah, had to have been right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they talk uh, about it a lot. Yeah, but they look not wildly different, but they do look like they've grown up, right? Quite a bit since the the first one. For like they're recognizable. Year later. Yeah, crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's just like uh, we're movie stars now. So yeah, right. Yeah, I put a note in here. Uh, it says Gail has a new hairdo. Dewey has a limp. Sid looks older. Uh, Randy has a goatee. Perfect for one year later. Yep, they all uh, like aged just enough. Uh, but it totally works. I knew a guy that worked with Danny uh, at the video store, who mm-hmm. looked, who like basically modeled himself after Dewey, right after Dewey, after uh, Randy, and had that same oh, kind yeah. of goatee and hair and stuff. Yeah. Like that era, like it, this was like culture forming, right? At the that's time. so funny. Like of all the characters in this movie, he's like yeah. Randy's the cool one. That's the cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you work at a video store, yeah, you're yeah, fucking right. You know, if you're a, a pop culture dude, oh my god, then, Randy's the yeah. best. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still so sad. Um, 
uh, I will get to, I guess, Randy's death scene mm-hmm. pretty uh, coming here pretty soon. But um, I do like the look of everybody. Uh, I, in the commentary, they talked about how Courtney Cox requested that hairstyle. Uh, she also that did the bangs in the next movie that uh, you might mm-hmm. have forgotten about, but uh, oh, are, are definitely horrific in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But she wanted to be like they, they talked about how um, with the costume designer, she worked with her and stuff and, and her hair designers and stuff. And she wanted to be it's like Gail wants to be sophisticated but she's mm-hmm. always a little trashy was like their goal. Yeah. And she's always a little like brighter than they, she should be a little louder than she should be or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. with her style or, or clothes or whatever. And, uh, she has these like big chunky red streaks in her hair, like red and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that era totally worked or whatever. Um, Sid looks appropriately changed from senior year to freshman year. For some reason, there's something mm-hmm. that happens with people and she, it works. Like it totally looks like she's a, just a little bit older and a little wiser. Yeah. A um, little mature and stuff. The first movie now, she looks so baby-faced to me, mm-hmm. uh, teenagery. And in this one, she really looks like a young adult, you know? I so feel like cool. in the first one, you can see her freckles a bit more, which makes her look younger. Totally, yeah. Good point. And then in this one, I don't remember seeing that as much. Yeah. So maybe it's just like a, a difference in whatever makeup they use. Or maybe I just simply didn't notice it. But her hair seems darker. She doesn't have the, the bangs up front, yeah. which uh, the hair ages them up is, to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More mature. that goes... A long way. Um, specifically about Gail, though, when when I saw her hair, I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a thing they're gonna do going forward." Oh, yeah. They're just like have, <laughs> have fun with this. Bonkers. But that's that's good that like she requested it. But there there is a point where she and and Dewey interact with each other, and Dewey before he walks off, he tells her nice streaks, and then I, for me, if I was like writing punch up on the script. I would have like zoomed out and show her like turn around and like check her underwear, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, and I shit myself again. Oh man. Yeah, I it's like the, you know, like the character secret is like they they shit them <laughs> their own pants a lot. That's Dewey's thing. He's not actually he's not no no nerve damage. He's just he has a turd in his underwear. And he he has to walk funny to keep it there. He, <laughs> you know what I mean. He can't let it go. Not to get rid of it. He's just like trying. Yeah, he's trying to keep turtle it. heads constantly poking out. <laughs> yeah. So he got, so limp. He got uh, oh, speaking of limp, this is the same year that Limp Biscuit dropped their debut oh, album. Three dollar bill, y'all. Can't let that go. Uh, much like Dewey's turtle head turd that's poking up. <laughs> Can't let it um, go. So he's he's he walks with the limp and he he does this thing with his hand, like he holds it in a specific yeah. way. Um, and he mentions that it's like nerve damage or whatever. And as I was re-watching this, I knew he was not the killer, but I'm like, is this a, a feint that they're because they do oh, yeah. mention that, and I'm like, is this trying to throw off the the viewer by like, oh, he's walking like this, but then like, what they don't know is he's secretly the killer and he can walk just fine or whatever. That's do, a good misdirect. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like that definitely could. Um, cause I feel like that's been done in like something another movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the usual know. suspects. Oh well, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What's that director up to? What's he got going on? Anyway. Probably hanging out with Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a poker game with Harvey Weinstein. So Yeah, and Kevin Spacey, the aforementioned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, always, he's yeah. always there. Uh, it's at his house, of course. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I forgot where I was saying because now, now all I can think of is... About those shit Just heads. treachery and yeah, filmmaking. Exactly right. Um, um, what about the the musical moment in this oh. film? Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, speaking of music, I know what you're leading oh, yeah. to. But before we get there, um, this is we're talking about Dewey. I think because I don't really pay attention to film scores so much, 
But I think I picked up on Dewey's theme. Oh, it yeah. has that like guitar. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening to me. I'm like paying attention to a score. I got so excited because it happens every time he, nah, not every it's time, but like yeah, it's cool. most of the time he shows up, um, even like at the very end of the movie where we see him again, mm-hmm. um, it plays his theme. And I'm just like, oh man, there's something so comforting about I love it. Dewey. Yeah. And I think he might be my favorite character, maybe tied with gail and and sydney like i don't know it's like a, a three-way tie almost he's a big because, one though right yeah, yeah like he's just he and gail should not work together on yeah. paper but for whatever fucking reason they do i love their scenes together mm-hmm. they're both allowing themselves to, uh, like dewey's a very like vulnerable character uh both physically and emotionally anyway man I was just hoping he was going to have like a, a ice cream cone again in this movie. Um, but seeing him interact with Gail, he does something to her to where she drops her defenses yeah. and becomes like a three dimensional person. Oh, you know, yeah, good point, man. He, he brings that out in her. And I love Courtney Cox's portrayal of Gail It's very different from her character of Monica on Friends. Yeah. But it's very intense. Um, like in an alternate reality, I could see her playing like a Lois Lane in a Superman Ooh, movie. Wow. Like she would be so She's fucking a good. Lot like Margot Kidder. Yeah. Yeah. Her tenacity is that journalist and stuff. Yeah. You know what? Let's just say it. Eleven nasty. She's up there. Yeah. You know, She's <laughs> she, she could do it. <laughs> but you said um, it, I, I, I did say it. Do I regret it? Yeah. No. Fuck no. Yeah. I'll say a lot worse shit. Yeah. Damn straight. Um, but I, I love their their characters together. Yeah. I love how they work together. And when we see Gail interact with Dewey and his theme plays, it's just like, oh, man, it's just so like heartwarming mm-hmm. in, in those scenes, you know. But to go back to what you were leading up to that I've derailed this on, <laughs> but I've retracted us. Um, the but we, I mean, we have to talk about the scene itself, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's a scene where uh, the best character in the franchise, Randy, done gets killed. And not only does he get killed, but he gets killed to what is inarguably <laughs> the greatest track on the soundtrack, oh, absolutely. which is Suburban Life by Cottonmouth Kings. If you can't get a Fred Durst song in this mm-hmm. movie, next best thing, Cottonmouth Kings, I guess. Better. I don't know. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. And at this at this point, this was on the soundtrack, and it's in that mm-hmm. scene, which is my beloved Randy is, is dying in, to this song. Uh, mm-hmm. And I listened to this a lot and I was not into hip hop or anything like that. I, I mentioned this recently and I think to you and Mitch or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I think I still like that song. And you guys were both like, oh, yeah, I, I thought I always thought it was like a joke or like I was dumb for liking it or whatever, because I didn't know anybody that listened to them or liked that song. Oh, yeah. But I mm-hmm. like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last night I put on the music video was on uh, as an extra on the movie when I bought it. And so, <laughs> oh, wow, uh, you can watch it. Uh, as well as the Master P Scream uh, song, which both have cuts, like clips from the movie and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I always liked that song and I listened to it a lot in my youth. So I pulled it up. They don't have like an actual like soundtrack on Apple Music for whatever reason. Yeah, weird, right? I, I couldn't find it on, on Spotify, uh, Spotify either. either, but yeah, there's yeah. A, a playlist that was put uh-huh. together, but it's, it's like missing like the last couple of tracks from what I could see yeah. anyway. Um, but I saw the Master P song scream is like the opening track and i'm like okay i didn't this is news to me i had no idea so i i listened to a preview of it and it sounds like straight up trash it is and i was like oh this is nope swing and the hardest myth this is like 
going to a football stadium, walking out into the middle of the field, and then swinging a baseball bat. It's like, dude, not only did you miss the ball, there's no ball, it was the wrong ball, you're the wrong sport, and now you're being tased. Like, this was so far from what you want from Scream that I, I was just like, I don't even know how this got put together. Well, I always, again, I didn't listen to hip-hop at the time. I felt like that was just one I was missing. I was like, I don't get it. But I'm glad to hear you also be like, no, it's just trash. That sucks, um, yeah. I will also say, I, in my head, my first thing was like, they're trying to do like a Men in Black and like have this hit song like based mm. on or whatever, which was also a 1997 movie. Uh, so maybe they yeah. really were doing that. But um yeah, that this that was like a hit. This is a the miss for sure. Yeah, yeah, this was a miss. But the uh, Cottonmouth Kings one, yeah, I still I still dig, and the fact That's that Randy so dies fun. to it is I don't know, in a brutal way in that band and stuff. Yeah, I I too watched that Cottonmouth Kings yeah. suburban life video, and it's it's so weird. it's like it's a very nineties. Per- it's a performance, but also it's like. Uh, yeah, like you said, very 90s. It's not directed by Mick G, but like it's adjacent to. Oh, yeah. I, I feel um, there's like a portion of the movie where like the camera's above them as like there's like a, a background that's swirling underneath them, like walking over it and, and rapping or whatever. Yeah. It's just like three or four uh, different like white guys rapping to this thing and just, just rapping. Uh, what I'm sure they think is hard lyrics right. about being a suburban knight, essentially. So, but like yeah. the song, I just love it so much. It's just oh, so man, ridiculous, you know. Uh, but it, it seems like they're having fun performing it, and I'm having fun listening to it. So you know yeah, what? Either way, we can shake hands on this one, yeah. Mouth Kings. Um, and later they would release. Um, I, I remember hearing that song on the radio. Later they would release a song on um, their actual album called Royal Highness, I think. That uh, is a song called Bump, and then there was a rock remix of it that made it to radio as well that I liked quite a bit. I bought that album, enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I was so naive that whenever I bought the CD and you take the CD out of it, there was a, uh, what can only be described as a tasty nug, bro, underneath. Um, But I didn't know what it was. I was just like, oh, they put like lawn clippings as the background art for this? Huh. Really into horticulture. You know, when you have a song called Suburban Life, you're going to do some mowing. It's going to find us. Truth, man. Truth. I, I had no idea what it was. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, man, that was that was uh, it was tough to to see Randy yeah. get get a, get killed. I, I remember him dying, but I guess it's like halfway through the movie. That yeah. he dies, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's already explained his rules and everything, but uh, yeah. that sucks that, that he had to be the one to go. I really, I've always hated it. I've gotten used to it now, of course, but um, mm-hmm. always, it was like so jarring to me that it happens and it happens to him and whatever. And it's yeah. funny because I don't know that I would like him to have continued on. Like, I, I think now looking back, yeah. I like that he's just in these two or whatever, and the other mm-hmm. three characters are the ones that keep going. I don't know that he really fit in that dynamic as well. Um, but he is my favorite character of the series. And so, yeah. yeah, it was always hard to, to watch that. What if in Scream 6, we see yes. that he's been alive this whole time. Yes. He, he faked his death. And he's like, yep. you know, I was the ultimate killer. I mean, mm-hmm. going into Scream 5 before I knew much about it, and certainly before I watched it, I was hoping that they were going to do a, a more like Halloween kind of version of this, where they're just going to like ignore some of the sequels. Um, are, are you talking about when they renamed the movie the <laughs> name of the first movie? Yeah, like they've like, been doing in modern horror yeah. and, and been doing that whole thing. And if you're doing a, a, a reboot cool uh, of such mm-hmm. 
you can do whatever. And so like you can bring back characters that previously died or whatever or used mm-hmm. in a different way. And like I was really hoping they would bring back Randy. But it was always about like, you know, uh, Wes had done the first four and it's all about like a tribute to Wes and they would not like negate anything he did with that. So Oh, he he did the first four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he directed all of them. Kevin Williamson did not write the third movie. Aaron Kruger mm. did. Uh, but he came back for the fourth one. And then the mm. whole new team, you know, did the the new one. But um, so they're not going to negate anything Wes did because they're, they're all like, you know, they loved him. Like, uh, by mm. all accounts, he was such a lovely man. And so um, they wouldn't change the fact that he killed Randy. But I, I love Randy so much. I just wanted him back in any capacity. So do you think... Um, Wes Craven is in hell and uh, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. That's a good thing for us guys. That's a good thing. Look. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, uh, believe in afterlifes anyways, yeah. but just hypothetically, do you think Wes Craven is in hell as like one of the, the Kings though? Like he's not being oh, tortured. Yeah. He was like, Oh my God, we love those movies. Oh, <laughs> right? my guts are being <laughs> torn out by a demon, but dude, I love your I love movies. It. Could you sign my guts? Sign my innards, dude. Um, and then, like, Richard Donner shows up, and then Wes Craven's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I worked with Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're, we remained friends uh, uh-huh. for a while. I tried to cast him again, so. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Christopher Reeves as Superman flies above them, just like, <laughs> I tried to help you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I tried. You know, I tried. I tried to get you to not do it. Should have stuck with me. Should have done it, man. Got to stick with Reeves. Yeah, stick with Reeves. So, yeah, uh, the Cottonmouth Kings song is definitely what I wanted to to talk about today. But uh, Mm -hmm. I was also uh, referencing the uh, Jerry O'Connell cafeteria musical moment. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Which is such a weird thing for a slasher film. But um, I love musical moments. I like that song. There's uh, on the soundtrack. There's a less than Jake version of I Think I Love You, which is the song he Mm -hmm. sings. Um, that was like my first introduction to Less Than Jake. I was kind of into mm-hmm. like pop punk and stuff of the era in that era or whatever. But um, that was the first one I'd heard from them. I ended up buying an album of theirs off mm-hmm. of that song that I wasn't even a huge fan of, but I was like, I liked him enough from that. Uh, but I love musicals and I love uh, that kind of stuff. And so, and I love Jerry O'Connell as well. I think he's great in this role. I think he's mm-hmm. great in a lot of things. But uh, when I watched it, I thought, oh man, I bet Brent hates this fucking part. So I was curious, does it mm-hmm. bother you? Or do, like, is it weird in this movie, I guess, to see that? Um, I will answer your question <laughs> in a moment, but uh, I got distracted by uh, Lester Jake. Like, I, oh, imagine yeah. if, if, you know how it's not polite to ask someone how much they make? The next time somebody asks that to you, which not not common, but you know, just in case, <laughs> here's here's the thing you can keep in your back pocket. Somebody walks up to you and says, "How much do you make?" You'd be like, mm, "Less than Jake," but I got to be honest, I get paid better than Ezra. So oh, there you go. Oh man, mm-hmm. you pulled another one. I thought you were gonna mm-hmm. bring that back to Limp Biscuit somehow. Oh, I mean, my brain like idols on yeah. Limp Biscuit, so don't <laughs> worry. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll come across something. But um, I don't make more than three dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. <laughs> oh, the student has become the master. Incredible. Incredible Thank stuff. You. I Loved learned it. From, the, from the best. 11 out of 10. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? 
Oh, no the, the, the sing songy part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I didn't mind that part at all. Okay, I, right as on. I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wonder if Jerry O'Connell liked doing this, you know? Oh yeah. Because he doesn't sound like a singer. Not yeah. to like shit on him, but it's like it's not great. It, it's it sounds like real, like what a, a real person yeah. how they would sing, you know? Um, I did notice in that scene before that happened because I I totally forgot he did that. I was like, damn, these are just some like sturdy ass heavy duty <laughs> tables, right? And then, like, he gets up and starts dancing on them. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah they didn't really bulk these up. I watched... Look, uh, I never went to college, so maybe that's just what they have there. I don't know. I went to a poor-ass school. They were, like, flimsy. I would not stand on anything. I was nervous standing on the floor. I just assumed the school was built on a sinkhole or a series of, you know? And you were prepared with that quicksand scenario. That's right. right. <laughs> that's true. Spread yourself yeah. out. <laughs> 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 show, show up to school every day. I shit my pants immediately. <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! Fantastic! Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have always loved that scene, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm glad that it didn't bother you or whatever. But uh, and no, every no, time no. I watch it, I, I always just get a big smile on my face. It's so weird for these movies for a slasher mm. film or whatever. But it's the it's those quirks. It's the Dale and Gooey. <laughs> Dale, Dale and Gooey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I've never done that I don't think with their names but I did it now yeah. it's the Gale and Dewey romantic comedy aspects of yeah. the script right and they're so that's some of my favorite stuff like you said earlier uh, and they were actually falling in love like Wes Craven talked about in the commentary that they were they had really like they were trying to figure themselves out and be like is this something we can do and they got married I think around Scream 3-ish or whatever I don't know but uh it's fun to see them like mirror their real lives as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like stab mirror scream and all the stuff. It's all meta in real life. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I like those aspects that are kind of different from what you'd expect from a, a movie like this. And they're what makes it so special to me. So, yeah. um, okay. <laughs> um, so Sydney, uh, is, a uh, apparently in plays now. Uh, I remember on the Gorley and Rust yeah. show, they mentioned they're like, they act like Sydney's like really into acting, when she's mm-hmm. never mentioned it in the first movie. Uh, but in this one, she's all about it. But uh, mm-hmm. I go back and forth on it. I've hated it sometimes, the uh, the play within the movie and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. But um, I like it now. And you had mentioned Dewey's theme earlier. That was uh, a Hans Zimmer score from the movie Broken Arrow. And yeah, I saw that on uh, totally Wikipedia. Weird. So it's obviously true. It, of yeah, course. it is mm-hmm. true, though. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a temp score they used for the Dewey scene. And it, they worked... They loved it so much they just like kept it. They, there is a score written by Marco Beltrami for this, but they didn't use his theme for Dewey. I guess they used like little parts of it, but they made that other thing his theme. And I've always known it as like Dewey's theme. Like, and it's so him. Like, you hear it and you know Dewey's around. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so great. Yeah. Um, and then they uh, apparently Danny Elfman did the um, the stuff for the 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 play within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that orchestral stuff is Danny Elfman. So it's just got a lot of different you know. Uh, orchestral moments in it and stuff from different people. Um, but it works really well. I, I, I like it sort of, I, I'd written a note about it that, um, it was kind of fun to see like there, I think of the stab movies within the movie and that's the meta commentary, but then she's like literally like the, the third act ends on stage. Like there's mm-hmm. something there obviously. And in the commentary, Wes Craven talked about it, how that opening scene starts in a movie theater. And he said, um, the beginning in the movie theater sets it up as a, a place of drama and human affairs. And at the movies, we sort of watch who we are ourselves. And they're doing mm-hmm. that by watching a real life, a movie based on real life. 
And then he's like, and then it moves forward with like the theme of Sydney being in the play. And then the movie ends on stage. So it's all purposeful. Yeah. Like he is meaning to do all this. He, he's definitely has so much better mind for this stuff than, uh, than you could even imagine like watching it. There's, uh, and the commentary for Scream 1, he mentioned how the, the glass door of Casey Becker's house, Drew, Drew Barrymore's house, is, like, keeping the outside world of scariness outside, but you can see it. And then, like, they mm-hmm. break the glass, and that's the outside world breaking into Casey's life. And I was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Like, he really thought about every aspect of this. Like, there yeah. is so much subtext to it. And uh, and he did all this stuff on the stages for a reason. It's, like, to, to show us kind of mimicking ourselves and watching art and does it mimic life and art, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's all there. It's so cool. So, um, I've grown to really like that stuff. Um, do you, did you like the, the play stuff or does it seem weird to you? It, it didn't, it didn't seem weird. Um, I couldn't remember again, you know, this is the nineties. I, I, whenever they say, Oh yeah, she's like into acting now. I was just like, okay, I guess, I guess that's what just we're doing here. It, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of roll with it. It's a, a different way to, um, have, uh, kind of like a, an acting commentary yeah. or something to that effect, you know? So it's just like, oh, this is just like part of the uh, meta narrative of the whole the whole thing, I guess. Um, yeah, it so is it funny to me that like later on in the movie where there's like an action scene, there's like bricks that fall or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's got to be styrofoam, right? Like, they're not gonna, <laughs> it's like maybe these giant columns and sure, maybe they're made out of plywood and wrapped in something, but like. Still, I feel like you could just like simply like shove that thing off of you if you needed to. But I don't know. Again, I didn't go to college, so maybe that's where they have like (laughs) real actual like heavy shit. I don't know. They got heavy tables and light rocks. I don't know what's going on these colleges. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what reality is to people who can afford it? Weird. All right. Um, I do have. Let's see. um, I do have a note here about clumsy ghost face finally Uh showing up. This is like the. Up to this point, this is the most clumsy they've been where they like triple over tables. And like if if Sydney is like running up a banister, she like swoops around and he just like ends up running into an end table and shit. Right. Um, So I like that. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works going forward, because once the language of Ghostface being allowed to be clumsy and it's like, oh, yeah, this is just a real person, not an Mm -hmm. actual like professional um, on the payroll serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. um, You're allowed to explore that a bit more mm-hmm. and that that clumsiness that comes with it so that's fun yeah i like that and i like that we brought that up a lot of people do about how the, the ghost face is always clumsy but it is it's like it's always a new person and they can't see and they brought that mm-hmm. up in the commentary as well um wes craven said like oh here's clumsy ghost face my favorite like mm-hmm. he is as well as like a fan of it sort of uh, and they said like they're like one of the i think uh, patrick lucia the editor was like yeah well you can't see those masks and wes was like yeah that's what the stunt people say they say i can't run in this it's too mm-hmm. hard to see and so they're like mm-hmm. legit like the people in it are like i would be this clumsy you know, <laughs> if, I, if I had to use like, this to kill someone, yeah, it was not even planned. Yeah. They, just the actor wiped out right. over a couch. Like, well, I'll keep it, I guess. Yeah, keep it in there. We don't have time to. Yeah, we got to move on. I like um, chasing Sarah Michelle Geller up the stairs at the sorority house. She throws like a bike down, and it like completely derails him for a while. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me again of Scary Movie, where there's like a, a piano that follows 
that version of oh, Ghostface down the, the stairs. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it cracks me up. Yeah, that's funny. And like follows mm-hmm. him around for a while, right? I think so. Like yeah. Whole, the whole bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, some scenes that I wrote down that I liked, um, Dewey getting stabbed in the booth uh, is really brutal. Uh, he and Gail are mm-hmm. like um, running around, you know, from Ghostface and trying to get away or whatever. And uh, I like it because it's like they use some of the movie stuff at the school, like like and then in part three they really go to hollywood they really kind of like build on this up to that moment mm-hmm. uh but in this it's like you can't hear him in between like he can see gail and she he's trying mm-hmm. to get her attention she can't see him at yeah. first and that's uh, a cool scene yeah it's so brutal and like the way that his he like spits out blood after getting stabbed in the back again mm-hmm. like dewey just lives through some shit man he's stabbed all the time in these movies what if like where he got stabbed in the back Again, like in this movie, it like fixes him from the first time, and it's he, it like the camera pans down, and it's like him looking at his hand, and he can like make a fist, and his legs straighten up. Oh my yeah. god! It's like in a movie, like when someone like cracks their back, and like, oh my god, I can I can walk again or whatever. That would yeah. be hilarious. He, his mustache grows into a full on like beard. <laughs> it's like, like powers up, like that mm-hmm. big ass. Uh, Kenneth Branagh or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes goes full on man. Um, and then the uh, the car crash scene with Sydney and her roommate uh, when Ghostface oh, yeah. uh, causes them to crash the car and then they have to like crawl over it and stuff. I've always loved that scene. It is so tense. I mm-hmm. love the set design of it. Um, the fact that that dude gets a pipe in the face mm-hmm. uh, is gross, uh, and he still like shakes afterwards. I love that. Stephen, that scene is so tense. You might even call it eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to the well on that one. I loved it. Yeah, it was bare. There was, um, the well's been demolished. Anyway. Well, if no. you can bring it in again, yeah. if you can bring more water up from that well, man, you do it. Hey, you, know. you can. Hey, let's see what we can do, you brother. Just keep that water yeah, around, brother. I love a tense car scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this one was very good. It was like one of the first ones I remember seeing. This is like the only part I remember. Uh, in the theater, like seeing that in the theater the first time, that's, that's like the part that stuck with me the most yeah. is that, that car scene. Um, but there's also, uh, there, a t- like to a lesser effect, uh, a tense scene in Spider-Man Homecoming cam- where uh, it's between oh, yeah. Michael Keaton and uh, um, Tom Holland. Uh-huh. I like that a lot. There's a very intense scene in Patriot's Day, the uh, Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. movie though, um, that I like. So I think I just really like that type of because it's such an intimate setting. Yeah. And especially cool. if you have to do something physical in it, it's just like, like jerking like, off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, can you do it? You know, it really gets me there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my little ghost face of Poulsen, You know? Ooh. Yeah. Oh and, my uh, god! This one- oh my god! Brent is packing a quarter certs right now. <laughs> oh my god! It's uh, disgusting. And this one's really intense. Uh, mm-hmm. It works on a lot of levels. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've always liked that one a lot. Um, so let's talk about, uh, if, we, if you don't mind, we'll get to like the ending reveals and stuff. They're back on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they play the music for Sydney's play. And it's uh, I like how they use that sort of as a, a score within the score or within the movie again. Um, and so Mickey reveals himself as the first killer and i love to <laughs> he tries to pull in Derek. he tries to be like this guy fucking left me high and dry all night mm-hmm. and the whole time like you've been like they did a really good job of like the misdirect of making us think it was the boyfriend again and yeah, that's uh, what i was thinking yeah, yeah right i thought jerry mm-hmm. o'connell played it really well there's some like there's like a a scene right when the sydney gets attacked in the sorority place and and Derek gets his arm slashed jerry o'connell gets his arm slashed right before that mm-hmm. he kind of like looks off in the distance and it looks kind of like nefarious or whatever a little bit you mm-hmm. never know quite like if there's something he's not saying um, yeah. and then i love at the end he has always been a good guy and mickey was just yeah. playing her and mickey 
I think is my uh, one of my favorite villains as well in the series. I feel like he is as delightfully unhinged as Stu Bocker and Billy are in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this look to him that looks so deranged, and I think he's so good in this role. Um, is he the one that you remembered was a killer? No, it was actually oh. Laurie Metcalf. It was so right memorable. I was like, Roseanne's sister? It's so jarring. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. yeah, right on. But um, it, was, it stood out to me because she was like, not only a, a woman, mm-hmm. and like the first time it was like a, two, two, dudes, two yeah. male characters, but she was like an adult woman who, um, uh, yeah, was that it? I guess woman. <laughs> those those two boxes. Okay, yeah, an adult, an adult woman um, that that was doing it. But I, I, yeah, I feel like in this movie, it's put forth that he Mickey is the one that's in the costume the whole time, but she's the one that like. Uh, was like the chess master mm-hmm. or like putting the pieces in place for him to be able to do that or something like that. Like, yeah. did she ever wear the costume? I think she's the one that stabbed Omar Epps. Uh, oh, really? Personally, I feel that because it sounds like a woman whispering to me. Oh, and okay. she, and now that I have subtitles and stuff, which I didn't really use at the time with like VHS, whatever, like now you can hear it. She says stuff about like mommy, mama, mama, mommy, whatever. Like it sounds like she's like there to me. Um, that's mm. another one. I, I think about the scream, the first movie so much and like, who's the killer, mm. but I don't think about this one as much. It does seem like Mickey would do the bulk of it though. Mm-hmm. Um, even just for the physicality of it and, and just her yeah. pulling the strings. And that's like her goal that she's like, I don't need to get my hands dirty, but Oh, I think she killed Randy as well. I think oh, she okay. says that. I think she says, Randy said some bad things about my Billy and I got a little knife happy. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I okay. think she did that one too, which is pretty, pretty gross. Because mm-hmm. um, that van is rocking and it's not a good time. <laughs> you know? People, the, the kids who walk by blasting Cottonmouth Kings yeah. on their, their, um, boombox. Boombox, thank you. Uh, they, they like high five each other. Yeah, they're like, like, hell yeah, hey, they'd be like, fucking yeah. there, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Um, you have a bloody good yeah, time I'm, in there, brother. <laughs> yeah. I I remembered Laurie Metcalf being the the villain the whole right time, on. but like rewatching her scenes where she's interacting with Gail, especially, is um, it's interesting uh-huh. because I, I couldn't remember her motivation. Yeah, and I I was curious, like, how are they gonna pull this off to where it makes sense? Because when Mickey is revealed, I was like, but but why? And I guess it was just because he was like a psychopath or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Laurie Metcalf walks, or the door opens, we see Gail walk in, and the assumption is like, oh, Gail was part of this the whole time? And she's like, no, there's somebody behind me with a gun, yeah. if you can believe it. And Laurie Metcalf walks in, and I was like, okay, I remember this, but why? And then it's revealed, Sydney reveals that it's <clears throat> Billy's mom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So you'd forgotten That's that That's a fun twist. Yeah. You just knew it was her. But, but Laurie Metcalf was really taking a huge risk by being on campus where she I knows know. Sydney is. It could have blown the whole thing each time, you know? I mean, it kind of speaks to her diabolical genius that she, like, mm-hmm. probably stayed away from her a lot of those times, too. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really close. Like, anybody could have recognized her. Like, mm-hmm. she just took a chance that Gail didn't know that she looked like that, you know? What if uh, 
what what is her character like mrs loomis what if mm-hmm. what if she takes a page out of vigilante's book and she just starts making these wild faces <laughs> the whole time to disguise herself you know? i love it yeah mm-hmm. um and she gorley and rust had pointed out too with her like she had just come off of roseanne i guess i read today like it had just ended uh it's nine season oh, one okay. like right before this mm-hmm. and so like you had a whole different idea of her being like aunt jackie on that show and so yeah. you really don't expect her in this role i remember being certainly flabbergasted when she was the killer and stuff but she mm-hmm. also is delightfully unhinged um she's got these crazy eyes and some of the way mm-hmm. that she talks about her son uh and like part where she's like i got a little knife happy like i love yeah. her performance there um and she's a they both are to me i think i like this one too because they're both believable killers and their motives are fun for me at the mm-hmm. time violence in cinema specifically because of scream was like an issue like that was discussed at congress and stuff and his mm-hmm. whole like Mickey's whole motive goal of like wanting to get caught and like do this whole like trial and everything is an interesting premise to me at least because that era was filled with that stuff and so it kind of makes sense and then I love also that she's like no bye bye and she just like fucking shoots him and is like I'm gonna mm-hmm. blame everything on him and get away with it um, yeah it, it works a lot of ways for me it's one of my one of the most um, uh, fulfilling reveals in the series i after the first movie mm, i think okay. i i yeah. i like i feel cathartic when i get the reveals and the reasons and stuff uh mm-hmm. scream three we'll get to it has a lot of retconning and stuff and they i don't know it's just not that great and then scream four mm-hmm. i'm only getting out liking and so that's kind of gr- growing on me and their motives but mm-hmm. uh this one i still really like and i like those those killers a lot they're both really creepy. yeah yeah um, yeah, because I didn't didn't pick up on Mickey being part of that. So when he I took the mask off, I was like, "Oh shit, Timothy OnlyFans!" Yeah. I didn't realize it was gonna be <laughs> didn't realize it was gonna be him. Um, <laughs> because like even up to the point where Jerry O'Connell comes down on that um, yeah. that trellis or whatever mm-hmm. he's on, uh, he's being crucified yeah. essentially. I thought at a certain point he's going to like reveal himself to be the killer. Yeah, he seems like, like he, it, right? Yeah, like, like one of the, the the wraps on his arm is, like, false or whatever. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out and has a knife. But, um, no, turns out not to be the case. And, like, just before he dies, he whispers to Sydney, watch Sliders at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I fucking love Sliders. Yeah. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, they said he was uh, also doing a show. I, I imagined it was Sliders because that was that era. Uh, I used to watch mm-hmm. the fuck out of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they're like in that cafeteria scene. Somebody's like, hey, do you want a tidy hamburger? Like, oh, you mean a slider? <laughs> it looks directly into the camera. Um, well, he so again, like the, the history of this, the lore is is kind of muddled of what's true and what's not. And what was a de- like a decoy script or what was a real leaked script? They had to change whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, the different versions of it is the Jerry O'Connell and uh, Hallie, her roommate, were the original killers. And oh, they were okay. going to have been like a, a couple that Sydney didn't know about. And they were doing this to Sydney. But I don't know the, like the reasoning for it. So it feels kind of mm-hmm. like it was always supposed to be a decoy. Uh, yeah. But they certainly play up his you know his looks and motives and all that stuff throughout the movie to make you think he might be it but uh, he plays a really good mm-hmm. red herring and up until that moment and when when mickey reveals himself and is like this guy fucking left me high and dry you kind of like you're kind of with sydney like is this real like is mm-hmm. Derek gonna just jump down off of this thing or whatever and mm-hmm. like be a killer uh and that could have been a cool reveal i think his character seems so nice it would have been kind of fun for it but uh, i like how mm-hmm. it plays out too yeah and then um <laughs> it is funny like at the end of the thing like gail gets pushed off into the fog i, gu- yeah, I guess yeah. it's like a, a large fall or whatever and then i 
I do like the the cheekiness of some of the explanation in this franchise where it's just like, well, how did this person survive? And then for Gale, even though it was like a large or a, like a oh, sorry, my dog is really getting into it. Yeah, um, it, it was quite a drop. Mm-hmm. But after the fact, they're like, how do you survive? She's like, I fell on my boobs. And that's it. <laughs> that's the only explanation. There's no more information given. She's like, OK, she fell on her boobs. OK, got it. well, that's uh, asked and answered. OK, saved her. Uh, saved her life, on. man. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but uh, I, I like that Cotton mm-hmm. uh, plays a, a larger role in this. He, he's kind he of peppered throughout. This role, man. Um, there's a, uh, a, a a menace about his character throughout the movie, where it's like, oh, so he wasn't the killer in the first one, right? It's no. it's confirmed. He obviously he wasn't Ghostface because he was like locked up, um, and then he, um, yeah, he's just a, a, a fame whore. Yes, That's all he yeah. Wants. Well, hmm. Ooh. I think he's just like. He is falsely accused. He, one, sure. he wants to clear his name, but also he's like, now it's, I couldn't make money this entire time. Now it's like, uh, let's line Papa's pockets a little yeah. bit. I mean, know? yeah, granted, he, he should have some restitution for, for mm-hmm. what he went through, but he was just trying to get laid and then got accused of murder and went to jail for it and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I th- he also, at the end, there's a sense that once he, he does like shoot Laurie Metcalf and save Sydney, there's a sense that he was always going to do that. But mm-hmm. he does negotiate with Sydney for an interview with Diane Sawyer yeah. for a long time when she's about to die. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, that's true. yeah, he's, he's mm-hmm. really going for it, man. Mm-hmm. And then he's in Scream 3, so, you know, it kind of leads into more in there. Oh, my, hell yeah. yeah. I, I was curious as to whether or not he would get killed in this movie, but oh, I, yeah. I don't remember anything uh, going forward. So Apparently, he yeah. was also an alternative killer for this uh, in one of those decoy scripts. Mm-hmm. At one point... It was going to be uh, Derek and Hallie, like I mentioned before, and mm-hmm. Mrs. Loomis and Cotton. Uh, wow, four, four killers. killers. Damn. Um, there's also a rumor that there was going to be, there was like a shot um, that they cut out, and they talked about it in the commentary again, that there was like a zoom out, kind of like in the first movie where they'd be like a ghost face in the, the bushes, you know, watching oh, Sydney yeah. or whatever. They were going to mm-hmm. have one where there was a ghost face on a rooftop. And you realized because of when it played out, it was like at the end or like because you'd just seen everybody else, like you knew it was a third killer. But they were just going to show it once and then it was going to mm-hmm. show up in Scream 3 and it was going to be Matthew Lillard. Uh, wow. As, okay. his, as Stu and that he was masterminding part two when didn't get caught and they got caught and that he was going to be the killer in three, which is kind of a cool alternate history. I think that would be kind of mm-hmm. fun. But uh, and there's been a lot of rumors about him being involved at various points and i i kind of mm-hmm. hope they'll bring him back too at some point um mm-hmm. in scream six or whatever but um yeah it kind of works out better i think with cotton the way it is with derek the way it is all that stuff and mrs loomis being like a bringing it back you know i like her yeah. motiva- motivation and stuff mm-hmm. um i've got one final note yeah, for man. the movie and that is that david warner who is the theatrical like yeah teacher or the professor i almost yeah. said coach steven i almost said theatrical coach <laughs> Look, i didn't go to college guys i don't know what what, what is this uh, what would you call this like the uh the drama instructor yeah or professor film the film professor studies professor yeah uh <laughs> oh, wait. He, oh no. no 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 or sydney's sydney's professor yeah like in the I theater that they guy. Have yeah, that conversation. Yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah i was on the 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 randy thing earlier but sydney's yeah, professor. yeah yeah that guy um, that is, uh, like I said, David Warner, who also played Professor Perry from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Secret Put some respect ooze. on it. The Secret of the Ooze. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, I remember him from that. He, uh, he gets the giant flowers, mm-hmm. uh, on the field or whatever. Yes, what a crazy way to show wild mutation. A giant sunflower. 
Okay. You're like, we do have giant sunflowers, though. Yeah, like, we, yeah, you could just, they, they exist. You can find them. Uh, if you just let them grow, they will. Um, he adds but, some you know, we get, to this, though, right? He did to, yeah. to Ninja Turtles, too. I I don't know if they just couldn't, if they just couldn't get Token and Razor for this movie. I know, movie. right. Could they just But not? can you imagine them? Like, they Ghostface takes, takes this mask off. It's... Razor, the werewolf oh. creature, but like the like before you see him take the mask off, he just looks like a normal <laughs> human person. Mm-hmm. But then like takes a mask off, and then it's just like obviously a ghost face costume around this werewolf costume. <laughs> You're like it's pretty noticeable. He's been, he's been looking looking like that the whole time. Really? Yeah. Just don't just don't rewatch the movie. You'll be fine. What if he takes the mask off though, and it's not Razor at all? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it's Lee Schreiber. Oh, okay. Right? As Sabretooth? As Sabretooth. Oh, my God. As it was there the whole time. We should have known. <laughs> and then Lee Schreiber takes his mask off. It's Taylor Mayne as Sabretooth from the first oh X-Men God. movie. That's how you do it. You're welcome, Hollywood. Wow. And he takes we his mask like, off, and it's Taylor uh, Swift? Oh, my God. What? Before she was even a thing? She's just a little child? Oh, my God. Damn, the, where, just, how just like far a baby. does go? <laughs> Well, she was born in 89, right? Isn't that yeah. the name of that album? Yeah, so how old would she? She would have been like she eight. Been eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. She's an eight-year-old kid. Oh, man. With an acoustic guitar strapped to her. <laughs> and a bloody knife. <laughs> Could have really taken this series for you know, new heights. Oh, you know, my God. Uh, another missed opportunity, yeah, another Hollywood. Another missed opportunity, man. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, obviously, I really like this movie mm-hmm. a lot. I'm glad to hear that you did, too. Um, mm-hmm. I... I, I don't know. I, I hit on a lot of good points, I think, for it, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe not the general feeling of it overall. I just, mm-hmm. I like this movie. I like the first movie being like a high school movie. I like this one being a college movie. It came out at the perfect time. That's why I'm kind of excited. I, I think it's been, it's better for the later sequels that it's been like a decade apart, but I'm mm-hmm. also really excited for them doing Scream 6 so close to Scream 5 now. They're trying to do this like kind of within a year again, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to see what that means because I think this one worked so well it's my favorite sequel mm-hmm. um i did re- you know rewatch scream 5 again I, I still liked it i didn't love it as much as i when i first saw it uh, but mm-hmm. i think it'll even grow me more uh, and i like yeah. what they did with it but this one i've always thought just has a lot of good going a lot of good going for it the opening scene is 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 great again um the acting and stuff the characters in it i really like the misdirection i really like the killers um yeah as some of the some of the cool stuff in it so would you watch this movie out of context of Scream 1, meaning that you would not do Scream 1 to get to Scream 2, you would just put on Scream 2? Like, let's say you had watched uh, The Night Before uh, eight times, uh-huh, and sure. you're like, you know what, I'm different. in the mood for Scream 2. Mm-hmm. Would you do that, or would you have to watch Scream 1 to get to Scream 2? I, I've i done it. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I generally do watch Scream, and then I lead. it leads into the rest of the series. They're actually the, the okay. two of the, after that. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that I've started Scream 3 before by itself because I had a hankering to watch that for some reason or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've gone backwards. I've like started at 3 and then 2 and then 1. Like just because I've spent so many times, I, I just do mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but generally, yeah, I do kind of only really want to watch them after watching Scream because it's the perfect movie, right, out of the series. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, in general, I just think it is. And then, uh, mm-hmm. but this one, yeah, it's, it's a close second, but I don't know that I watch it by itself ever. I like them, I like them together so much. Would you rate this on one to five ghost face mm. masks? I struggled with that sentence so hard, Stephen. <laughs> Let me reset. Uh, what would you rate this on a scale of one to five ghost face gotcha. masks? I put five for the first one. I think you did as well, five. right? Yes. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and Amanda, mm-hmm. I think, at the Amanda time. Amanda as well. All yeah. fives. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do point fives? Yes, you can do half a mask. I think this would be like a 4.5. It's really close to okay. me. I really like mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I feel like I would do the same. Yeah. Uh, I, the only reason I'm deducting half a point mm-hmm. is because I went into this movie the first time expecting there to be at least two killers. Mm-hmm. So that the the fun of that twist was uh, expected yeah. for, for this one, you know. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's more enjoyable than I expected right it on, to be. Man. Um, upon the rewatch even so I, I think it that's cool held up for the most part again 90s fashion yeah. and you know music and all that shit was uh, it was it's what it era. was it truly yeah. was you know so uh, very much looking forward to Scream 3 Damn, and man. the music uh, that would be I've, I've looked at the, the track listing for that it's 100% more for the cream. soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the song What If which I think fucking rules oh, really? like I've okay. always liked that, that song so well, that one has uh, a really good music video with, the, with Scream 3 stuff in it so a lot of yeah. clips and everything so that'd be fun to talk about too right on man mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's the that's not as much of a soundtrack that I listened to but it had I mean I was really into Creed at the time I thought I, anything Scream said was cool I thought was cool like I was really yeah. young and impressionable at that time and it, it was a juggernaut of a, a cultural revolution you know changing things and mm-hmm. like influencing things and um it certainly was to me so yeah mm-hmm. i'm into that that's that's fun man it would be fun to talk about and next week mm-hmm. yeah we'll we'll hit that up and then continue with our scream march after that so uh, yes. i look forward to that um i am intrigued by my own vote on that 4.5 i don't know that i would have thought it would be that close <laughs> but i did see some of the like uh, at the time like roger ebert had reviewed the movies and stuff um and a lot of people did give it high praise. Some people said they thought it was like, uh, like given the discussion about sequels being better, they were like, some. I, I think this could be better than the original one. I think that's just wild to mm. me uh, yeah. to say that. But it is pretty close, and I think it, it really holds up in, in a lot of good ways. So, if the first one didn't rule so hard, yeah, right. You know, um, it's, but it just accomplishes what it sets out to do so yeah. well. It it, it it has the meta narrative there. It has the whodunit aspect mm-hmm. is fun to solve plus the twist on that final mystery is that there are two killers it's just it it exceeds your expectations yeah. whenever you see it for the first time if you go in cold you know yeah and it's yeah uh, i was gonna say kind of i had read a review that they were talking about like the first one is just so magical you can't bottle it up mm-hmm. and keep going with it there's always going to be like a little that magic's gone because it's just not the original anymore and in that mm-hmm. way it makes me think of a lot of like jurassic park like the sequels will just never be able to attain that. Um, mm. They are inherently flawed, like they talk about in the movie. Like, well, you know, just can't get that level. I'll give you uh, the Lost World, but maybe you forget <laughs> in JP3, uh, there's yeah. that Alan scene. Oh, that does you elevate know? it a lot. Yeah. And yeah. The first one didn't yeah. have any talking dinosaurs. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of a fault. <laughs> There should be like a scene that's later made where like Ian Malcolm, whenever they're like going to see the dinosaurs, you see the brachiosaurs and that that opening arrival yeah, right. scene essentially where they get out and they look around and you have that score kick in and they're like, wow, the the majesty of the dinosaurs and Ian Malcolm's like, uh, but uh, 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 but, uh, but 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 do they talk? <laughs> yeah. And John Hammond takes off his hat. Looks at the ground, spikes his cane on the ground, and just like storms <laughs> off. No one's excited about my flea circus. He hops directly into a uh, triceratops turd. Oh yeah, he's they have like, to like fish him out later. Maybe it's a secret tunnel though. Mm-hmm. It could he's be. He's a rich guy. 
Yeah. You never know. They have these mystery tunnels, yeah. hidden bookshelves, all this shit. Hidden Not my, hidden bookshelves. Yeah. Hidden bookshelves in my house. Yeah. <laughs> my no secret books. shame. No books. <laughs> People are obviously know it's a door in my house. There are no books on it. The light yeah. shines right through. <laughs> just a big red button. What's this do? Uh, I just like shopping oh, at Staples. What if it was like a fake book? thing you pull back but there are no other books mm. around it so just one book on like a hinge and it's like clearly this is the open this is the handle right <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just the spine of the book yeah. it doesn't even have like a front or back cover it's simply a handle at that point you know and then it parts ways and the bookshelf reveals like spray painted on the wall behind it books sucks <laughs> <laughs> wait so books is pluralized and then you spelled sucks s-u-x okay i guess you kind of wear that on your sleeve. You don't need to have a secret reveal, but all right. But the S on both of them is the uh, the infamous X, S we all know, Drew in school. Oh, yeah. That's like, uh, what, a series of six lines connected? Yeah. Or like vertical lines connected by diagonal. You're not just drawing it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I know. That was going to be it's a like, better joke. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. We all liked it. It works. People know what it is. It's fine. You, know? you don't get it. You remember doing you it. You get it. Um, well, yeah, I had a blast uh, with you today talking about mm-hmm. this, and I'm super curious if anybody wants to or write us or, or whatever on social and all that stuff. All of that info yes. is in our show notes as usual. And um, uh, just Real quick, yeah. um, it was uh, Rachel that had mentioned that uh, Rachel had been on the, the show yeah. before. She was on the, uh, the episode where we talked about some Christmas horror movie uh, that I didn't like. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, what, are the, Christmas what was Eagle? the goal? Yeah, that yeah. one. Um, but she wrote on our um, Instagram mm-hmm. on the uh, the the first scream post that whenever uh, she went to go see this movie, she went over to I believe it's her cousin Stacy's house. Hey, Stacy, <laughs> uh, and her boyfriend called the house oh. and did like, "What's your favorite scary movie right thing?" On, and right it like freaked her out or whatever. Oh man, so they had a good time. You know, I love when anybody yeah like can play that. And that's such an easy one to to mm-hmm. play with. And, like you know mess with people's minds or whatever especially if they're like yeah. younger kids and stuff mm-hmm. just scrape the shit out of them man it's awesome that's right yeah uh, you gotta do it yeah and so yeah i'd love to hear uh, what anybody says about these are all experiences mm-hmm. watching these movies like uh this is my one of my favorite series of all time so any anybody's mm-hmm. stories are awesome about it um so yeah let us know uh you can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast taps five stars is always appreciated and come back next week to listen to us continue our scream march series with scream three mm-hmm Scream March forward. Oh. To Scream 3. That's one word. Hashtag Scream March That's forward right. with yeah, Scream that, 3. It's ours. We <laughs> yeah. invented it. Well, uh, yeah, definitely come back for that, uh, man. I'm having a blast watching all these. I've already actually watched Scream 3. Uh, oh I watched it a few God, times spoilers. this week, I imagine. So I'm so excited for you because you <laughs> don't remember it, man. That's a really exciting. I enjoyed Scream 2 so much that my inclination was to immediately start Scream yeah. 3, but I was like, no, I gotta I gotta parse these out. I want to talk about them right. uh, as I view them on the podcast, so I I wouldn't be surprised if we start Scream 3 today. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Now that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told Amanda that too, and then I realized, like, I've seen them all so many times, it does not matter yeah. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for you, that's fun to keep it, like, kind of, your head straight for, like, one each week or whatever, and uh, especially if you don't remember it, so... Yeah, and plus my brain is bad anyway, yeah. so I know that it's just going to be like one big soup. <laughs> yeah, and I'll end up spoiling a later movie or possibly a You're movie like, that has not come out yeah. or exists even. You're like, oh, that wasn't in this movie. Oh, damn it! Uh-huh. I knew I was going to do this. Oh, I was watching Scary Movie Three. Uh-oh. I guess 
Oops, oops, my bad. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts about that in particular because it's a it's a wild wild movie departure from the others, and uh, it mm-hmm. has very it's, in various points in my life I've liked Scream Three a whole lot, and um, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of cooling on it because there's better sequels out there. But um, you know, it is what it is. So there's a lot yeah. to talk about with that for sure. Yeah, you have to take that into context yeah. as well, right? Yeah, so, and yeah. where it's placed in the, the pantheon of, uh, of these movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, man. Well, I had a blast. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Yeah, I think I love Sign off with a little classy women's toot. <laughs> that was the Lori Metcalf of toots. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was she was letting some silent ones rip. They had yeah. to edit it out of the, the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think like, the subtext is there whenever she's like holding the gun to the people's like faces uh-huh. or whatever. They're like. <laughs> what are you that? are you nervous to right now? Yeah. You never killed anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? It wasn't. It wasn't me. Anyway, my son was. <clears throat> oh no! She's just like trying to make noises for <laughs> to cover it. And then it gets. Dead How silent. could you do this to? <laughs> <laughs> dead silent, and she's like, "All right, let me just get it out." All right, it's like she's yeah. like hoping for another one. I was like, and it's like. <laughs> She's like, okay, but I feel better though, right? It's not gonna keep speaking. She rockets a turd out of her butt, and that's when Dewey smashes what? through the wall. He's like, oh, that's my technique, bitch, and then punches her in the head. You know, he was doing his uh, what was it like WWE or WCW, whatever uh, David Arquette was a part of for a while. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he became era. a wrestler for a little he bit. He could use some of those skills. I'm just saying. Yeah, oh boy. I wonder if he wore those like tiny ass briefs, you know? Oh man. Yeah. Mm. There's no room for that. Can you imagine? I just thought like they seemingly always take off the, the ghost face costume and they just wearing clothes underneath, but like it gets hot, I imagine. Like what if like yeah. Mickey came out and he's like takes it off on stage and he's just wearing like like Austin Powers sort of like British underwear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I I just gotta wear this. And like the whole scene he just plays out in his underwear from then on. That really would have really changed the game. It's like piss stain on the front. <laughs> he just gets like such a charge from it, you know? And then Gail is like, nice streaks. Nice streaks. Yes! <laughs> uh, can we take a quick break? Sure. I have to go check on uh, some lunch plans with the fam and all that, so. Sounds good. Um, let me write that down. Write that down. Okay. You know they're quality pants when you have to tie them. <laughs> Look, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Put on adult pants? Oh, come on, man. I don't, I don't even wear my adult diapers on Sundays anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know? forget about it. Just let, yeah. it let it go it's, where it's, it goes. Uh, it's what I call the Dewey Principle, okay? Hey. The Dookie Principle? Mm-hmm. That's right. Huey, Dookie, and Louie. Get off my nuts about it. Get up. Guys, get off my fucking nuts about it. <laughs> Pardon.
Oh, man, that really kind of threw me off for a second. I know. One, two, trace, record on. Record on. Oh, man. Record on. I got to record on record on. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Fancy. See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of fits with what I was going to bring up for our little, like, topic for this oh, sure. for these outtakes and the get uh-huh. our sync word. Uh, and it's just something that I came up with today, uh, walking around my house, getting ready for the podcast. I was just... Curious. I was doing this myself, but I'm curious uh, if you want to practice with me um, saying a phrase in your uh, like sexiest voice, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, and that phrase, just my course, normal voice. Okay, got it. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, you guys are listening to it dripping right now. So, uh-huh. yeah. Um, so the phrase, of course, is snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> okay. And I That's don't know so why. <laughs> I, I like blew my voice out on Wednesday night trying to do Macho Man Randy Savage's voice for my wife to... <laughs> To like to zero, just zero response. She was this oh, stone uh, stone face, just like I don't know what you're doing. I do not like here. it. I do not care for it. Please leave. <laughs> you didn't put it in your vows. You no, should have yeah. done the the macho man in your vow. Like should have how you done your vow, how you did your vows, you know, and then that would have helped. Uh, yeah, you were there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I what I had tried to do for my wedding vows was I was going to hire the Kool Aid Man to burst through a oh, wall, yeah. and then have the Macho Man burst through the Kool Aid <gasps> Man. What? Uh, yeah, like the the Xenomorphin Alien. Oh um, but I just you know I couldn't do it. I didn't have the budget. That's a shame because that sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. I had to, I spent like we spent fifty percent of our wedding budget on cummerbunds, and we mm-hmm. didn't even wear yeah. them. You well, if memory serves right, it's been a while mm-hmm. uh, since that event. But uh, you had heard that cummerbunds were fancy, mm-hmm. and you wanted to be really fancy, so you bought you bought like a gross of them. It's like 144. Yeah, cummerbunds. Yeah. And then when you got them, your wife was like, "Nobody's worn a cummerbunds and cummerbump. Cumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's worn a cummerbatch uh-huh. since 1990. Yep. And you didn't know what to do with them. Like she wouldn't let you wear them in the wedding. So. Yeah, it's crazy. And now he's Doctor Strange. Like, it's, it's fucking insane. And it, it's like you got him early. That I wasn't him an early. expensive thing. Yeah. I had a gross of cumberbatches. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, <laughs> just let it, let it fly out the window. You know? Man, that's a shame mm-hmm. because, you, you know, you got it on the ground floor. But mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, you know? This is how it goes, you know? This Hindsight. is how the cookie crumbles. You could say, mm-hmm. this is how the cookie crumbles. You could say <laughs> that one way. No, the, the your your toot noise works really well with the snap into a slim gym. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Not a ladylike squeaker. No, Not, no. This time. Not this time. <laughs> Are you telling me that the Macho Man is gonna have a squeaker? I don't think so. Oh, that's right. You know, he's gonna eat a lot of protein anyway. He's gonna be. Mm. He's gonna have some bulk in a stool. You know what I'm saying? I actually think that it would be a good advertising campaign for the Slim Jim Company to be like, turn your turn your button to Macho Man's mouth. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you want that gravelly voice. Put it in your butt. <laughs> Oh boy, you know what? <laughs> Just what I think is it's not true. We've proven it. The Dennis' favorite episode run oh. of the show is truly the best. I feel like we shouldn't even keep going. We got to stop after this. We like, have this is the one peak. more to do. You know? Uh, yeah. So this will be 
this is the next to last mm-hmm. the penultimate we gotta make it big next time and then mm-hmm. it's all downhill from there. At least yeah. the pressure's off. Then that's nice. But these have been really stellar. I, I'm really excited about them. Yeah. All the reviews are saying, huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what? Oh, what are you guys still doing what? this? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point out, mm-hmm. though, as well, I haven't heard your, your sexy interpretation of it's Snap Into a Slim Jim yet. Of Snap Into a Slim Jim. Is it because you don't feel sexy? Oh, no, I can get there. I can get there. Oh, okay. Let me just... Reach into your taint? Yeah, just let me chub up here. Just, like, just, just half chub. Half chub. Half chub is like a, a quarter search packet. So, you know. No, oh, okay, that's no good, good to visually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, girl. Oh. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh. In your coos. Oh. Yeah, brother. Oh, it's man, me, the Hulkster. <laughs> what? I'm canceled? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. All right. I just, I was trying. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would not put one of those in your sniz. No, yeah. Not a good idea. Ladies, uh, please, please. That is we not beg a good you. man. Yeah, is this like a PSA now? <laughs> hi, 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 women of the, of the planet Earth. Uh, this is Stephen and Brent from Let's Talk About Stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of temptation from you to put Slim Jims in your checks notes sniz um, but we're going to ask that you don't do that uh, don't do it raw don't raw dog the Slim Jim no because there's like too many oils and stuff it's just going to it's not going to be good it's going to get infected and even with the packaging yep. uh, don't the do tips that of that is very sharp it's going to cut you up from the inside you know yeah listen we get it you want to keep a snack for later yeah the security's tight here so are you <laughs> but don't do it right yeah don't do it don't do it yeah don't do it yeah and same thing for you fellas don't don't put it in your butt don't put it in your pee hole yeah just, either yeah oh yeah I've just everyone don't do it regardless of gender uh keep it out of your out of your guts that yeah, way basically you know? i guess you could like put it in like top wise, but don't go bottom wise. <laughs> Just attic guts, not bottom guts. Top guts, not bottom guts. Yeah. Uh, attic entrance only. No oh. basement level. Yeah. I guess. I guess if there's like a front door and you can just feed it through your belly button. Uh, if you could. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That actually seems kind of built for it. Mm-hmm. In a way. I mean, it is like for um, babies, right? Is that <laughs> isn't that how it works? Like. <laughs> like when a, when a woman is pregnant, she feeds the the food through her belly button, uh-huh. and it goes via the umbilical cord to the child's belly button. Yeah, and that's how babies are made. It's um, it's kind of like a, a beer funnel. Yes, that's attached to them. Uh huh. Um. So and they keep it for days, weeks, months, sometimes after they're born. Um. Mm-hmm. And you're just able to pour stuff in there, you know. Yeah. And if you like want to give them something special you know you just add it it's like a you just add it to the formula you know and that's that's why whenever you walk past a delivery ward in the hospital you hear people chanting keg stand keg stand <laughs> that's right yeah and, and tons honestly of babies, like, yeah and you don't want to give babies like alcohol but you can put no. anything in a keg let's oh, think yeah, outside yeah, the, yeah. let's think outside the keg okay yeah you, like bring me a keg of milk mom mm, mm, mm. classic milk keg yeah mm. oh yeah Mm. Gross. I'm lactose intolerant. It's, it's better than the bags of milk. Bags we've of discussed, milk. We've discussed that, I thought. Have we? From from like school. 
that we had <laughs> uh, we had at my school for a while. Didn't we discuss that once? Uh, perhaps. Instead of like the cartons, it's like they gave us bags of milk, which are essentially bags of milk <laughs> that can Is be thrown. Wait. I thought I went to a poor school. At least we had the cartons. <laughs> like, was this just like, I'm picturing a Ziploc bag that has been sealed, except for like an opening where they like put in a straw from a Capri Sun. Exactly. It's a, it's the Capri Sun straw, and yeah. you do stab it, although instead of like, the Capri Sun has a base to it, and then it uh-huh. kind of triangles up, not triangles, but you know, like it kind of like cinches up at the top, and so mm-hmm. it kind of has some, some stability. These mm-hmm. are just clear plastic bags of chocolate or white milk yeah and they lay like flat so uh-huh. they, lay, they look a be- like a bean bag full of milk <laughs> on your tray and then you stab them and they don't stay there like they don't stay in shape yeah uh, so there's like you have to kind of drink it quickly because it'll just like fall or spill or whatever but then they also are very easy they, it's almost like they're begging to be thrown by fucking middle schoolers <laughs> yeah. You give them bags of milk that explode on impact. Uh-huh. That shit's getting thrown around. It's you know, like and that's exactly what happened. What if for lunch we gave these children water balloons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, exactly. Hear me out. Water's not involved. <laughs> Don't worry. Milk. And, you know, sometimes chocolate, you know, what really you stain up, stain up Good those idea. clothes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, what a fucking nightmare. It was. I had to go home once because someone threw milk up a stairwell and I was sitting there reading. Threw it up a stairwell. They threw it up a two-story stairwell <laughs> and it landed next to me and exploded all over my white shirt. And I remember standing up and being like, that's it. I was already having a day and I was like, I'm going home. And then uh, when the person came up the stairs, it was one of my best friends. <laughs> Didn't oh, no. know it was me. <laughs> but he could have done it to anybody. I was fucking mm-hmm. pissed at him. Made him buy me a new shirt. Yeah. Matt. His name was Matt. He was a cool guy. Matt. He didn't well, die or anything, but <laughs> I didn't kill him because of the milk incident. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I guess the the context of the the was. Yeah, he was he was like he was a cool guy. Too bad yeah. uh, he had that accident, yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, no one's, I don't know about an accident. No one's heard from him in years. That's all I'm saying. Did he fall up the stairs? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Did he get milk waterboarded? Maybe. <laughs> milk boarded. <laughs> Maybe he just lured a cow over his head <laughs> as he was sleeping. Suck on those titties. Get it. You can't even breathe. <laughs> and then the cow, you know, he couldn't get off the bed, so it just like died there. But oh, know. yeah, mm-hmm. that's how he actually went. Mm-hmm. And that's why Stephen doesn't like hamburgers. We did it. We got wow. there. Full circle. You finally explained it. I didn't even know that. That was like a real mm-hmm. like the- theatrical. That was like a real uh, uh, therapy breakthrough. Therapeutic mm-hmm. breakthrough. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. For I'm glad I could there. help. Yeah. Did I we... am charging you for this session. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But you're charging me in milk packages, right? I'm charging you in SoundCloud credits. Oh, man. Well, that's <laughs> that's a beneficial to you, then. I've been paying that off for years. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about, like, milk bag? Milk bag, I think, is a good like cool? sick word. Yeah, Excellent. milk bag. God, what a wild yeah. thing. And then it's like, don't they call boobs milk bags? Isn't that a term? Or is that just something that... <laughs> is that just that, something you say in the bedroom? Maybe that's just something I came up with whenever <laughs> I take a shower. I look down. I'm like, oh, yeah, these juicy milk bags. <laughs> but but I'm talking about my balls. <laughs> Stephen, I don't know a lot about anatomy or women, I, I so I just assume, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, you said when you looked down, I was like, wait, 
Mm-hmm. Does Brynn have boobs that I've never noticed? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I if I ever got boobs, I would definitely tell you. I uh, feel like as you. a as a friend, I would be like, well, you got to squeeze these. You got to take these for a test drive. <laughs> you got to check these out, brother. I mean, come on. Listen, are you best friends or are you are you going to squeeze your best friend's tit or of not? Course. Are you guys are you guys bros or what? Yeah. You know. And like if I presented them to you and you were like, I, you know, I don't know. I'd be like, Steven, I shaved them just for this. <laughs> because you got like a gorilla boob transplant. Yeah. I'm taking gorilla hormone. Yeah. 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 You're like, I heard about it on Fox News. It's it's all my bowels are finally clear. I've been on this GHB uh, gorilla hormones for Brent. Oh, it's, man. Yeah, it's good. That's mm-hmm. you should keep that to yourself, though. Mm hmm. Keep that GHB oh, to yourself. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and you're Tim Allen now? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Oh, so I guess we can sink now. Uh, so mm, juicy, tasty milk bags no. <laughs> on three. <laughs> this thirsty. is the show. This is the show. Yeah. I don't know why we have listeners, you, but yeah, we do. You guys listen to us. No, it's not our fault. We're not responsible for this. You guys are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So milk bags on three. One, two, three. Milk bags, bags, girl. Oh, I liked how you threw that in there earlier with the Slim Jim thing. You're like, hey, girl. Mm -hmm. That's what really like gets the ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. I got a milk bag. I got Mm -hmm. a Slim Jim. Yeah. You want to get together tonight? <laughs> hey, girl. Does this look infected? <laughs> <laughs> because I stuck it in my pee hole last night, and I'm actually worried. I'm a little worried it's, about it. It's, it hurts. Uh, it's uh, a, <laughs> it, was a, uh, it was a battery uh, that I put in there. I was just trying to... It's this thing called sounding. I was uh, trying to stretch out my pee hole, and uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it turns out the battery acid... Well, you can see. <laughs> anyway... I'd like our first date to be in the hospital. Please take me to the hospital. I'm actually worried. Yeah, help. Please, no, please help, help me. me. <laughs> please help. <laughs> I hopped in this <laughs> in the swimming pool that hasn't been cleaned. There's algae in places. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's the, I've made some bad life choices. So, yeah. Please, please just uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick. What's that? You want me to get out of this pool and lay on something dry <laughs> over there? Are you talking about that hay girl? Oh, And you reveal the entire time you've been talking to a horse. Oh, my God. What? I should have known from all that peanut butter I put on under her <laughs> lips. Talk to me like Mr. Ed, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all so stupid. I love it. All right. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, that's fun. I tried to do the little dash, and it, it went to a de- different thing on accident with my emoji, and it pulled up a brown heart. So it says 15 Aww. brown heart, and that's Aww. actually pretty good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Brent's dying. 